Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Mongo's House. Today I bring Daniel Gerardo back over uh, to hang out and uh, just share a conversation. Uh, we talk about friendship, we talk about um, a little bit about Socrates, and uh, and we also talk about uh, music, and he actually performs two songs, which I didn't know he was going to do. Um, and towards the end of the conversation, he talks about uh, his wife and what she means to him. It's actually a really, uh, turns out to be a real beautiful moment. And so um, that's what I really love about these conversations. I really don't know where they're going to go. And, um, you know, they, they surprise me as I'm having them. And hopefully you find something that surprises you in this. And so uh, with no further ado, here's my good friend, Daniel. Yeah, but that's one thing I've thought about, like, um, because the sound in, in here yeah. um, can sometimes be echoey, is that I've thought about, like, putting up hooks on the four corners and then just, like, oh, yeah. attaching, like, sound foam on yeah. sheets. That way I can just hook it and try and make this into a... Uh, a different space. I wonder if uh, you have, you ever seen those walls they put in on um, elevators? Yeah. Those big old thick sheets. Yeah. It would sound. That would do the trick. Yeah, but the thing is, is that I want to be able to take it down. So see how see how I have that oh, hook up there. Yeah. And so I don't. That hook is there already. But if I were to get three more of those. Yeah, those type of hooks, right? Yeah. And then hopefully it would make the would podcast look. sound a little better. Would look so tacky, yeah. But yeah, those are you're gonna mess up your facade. Is that a facade if it's inside? Uh, a facade, I believe, is a fake. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure that there's different meanings, but I think a facade is a is a is a fake uh, presentation. All right. Well, or presentment. Yeah, it's just a it's it's just a face. Yeah. And then so, so it also just means like when you see something and, and the, pre the, the presentation, how it looks. Yeah. But it's funny that, that you say fake. I'm going to look that up in Wikipedia or on Google and see what it's <laughs> So we, we already started it. We're, we're, we're recording now. All right, cool. Um, I'm in the house with uh, my buddy Daniel. Um, you've already been on, on once before. Yes, sir. And I'm sorry we haven't been able to get together and do this earlier. I know you've been wanting to, and I've wanted to, just because it's, you come like, our conversations, I always feel like they're, uh, you have so much passion, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it doesn't matter, like, what, what is it you're talking about? Like, sure. I just, I just, dude, I can sit down and hang out with you anytime, just listen to you talk. And so... Hey, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, it's funny that you say that. Uh, I would say that every time I talk to you, 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 um, we laugh, man. Like you, you get what I say, right? That it's 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 cool because it, you know how it is, man. Oftentimes you tell people stuff and they don't get it, right? Yeah, they just they're just you're just looking at at a facade, right? <laughs> just, just something that looks human, right? And, and there's nothing behind, just a. 
Right. But you know what's funny is is that you and I both disagree on a lot of things. And um, mm-hmm. and but so we're both I guess smart enough to allow the other person to to express and to keep their own opinions and beliefs, right? And and we don't really try to convince each other, we just but we do defend our position, right? And I was thinking about that. I was thinking about uh, 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 there's a lot of people that disagree with me. There are a lot of people, right? And I'm sure there are a lot of people that disagree with you. Um, but the thing about you that, that is different than, than a lot of people that disagree with me is that you have a, a well-constructed disagreeing position, Really? I th- see, I just think that I'm too... See, like, I'm so shocked that you think that I'm intelligent. Like, I, I like I, for me, it's just like, I'm too dumb <laughs> to adequately disprove what you are saying. Right. And so I say, oh, that's interesting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, I, no. Don't, I don't know, right. but that's so, great. <laughs> not to be mean, but I didn't say you were intelligent. And that's not that you're not. <laughs> not that you're not. But that's not my point. <laughs> Check tape, fucker. I never said that. <laughs> no, no, no. But, no, because what I want to say is important. It, it, is that, is that it, it has, I don't think it has a lot to do with intelligence. It has to do with... Um, be how you're brought up. You were brought up a certain way, and and you got good at the way you were brought up, and so that gives you a foundation for your opinions that um, that validates your opinions, right? Yeah. And and uh, and I was brought up a certain way, and I have evolved in my own way uh, to where I have a foundation for my opinions, right? And, and you say you're so passionate about what you believe but so are you right yeah. and um maybe the fact that you don't argue back maybe that allows us to to continue to develop the, our friendship and our communication right and mm-hmm. uh, and for me um i come from a place very similar to yours in terms of your philosophy on life and your understanding of things and so i understand your point you move a cup onto the thing i don't oh yeah burn Thank you, sir. Um, so yeah, and 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 uh, I think it, it it is it's important for us to recognize that in in others, right? Um, because it is it can be scary to discuss things that you disagree on with people, especially with strangers, right? With right. with people that you don't know very well. Um, first you don't want to offend anybody you don't want to be the a-hole that does that but second what if you do piss somebody off and then they beat you up yeah I think that um, I don't think that people are I don't know maybe I maybe it has to do with my size that I don't think that people are physically intimidated always okay you know what I mean because sure, sure, sure. because I'm not physically intimidated always right and I, I think that a lot of people have trouble seeing from a from someone else's perspective, mm-hmm. sure. So I'll, I'll start there, but I also think that people um, are so used to making a snap judgment of what they like and don't like, and I think that um, this society has 
gotten people to swipe left or right in every interaction, and sometimes before they even speak to you. Sure. They've yeah. already, they've already, you know, swiped in disagreement. Right. Or, or um, they've made all of these judgments about somebody. Right. Based on an image that is, uh, that they have, they have created in, what, what is it, like, uh, like a third of a second? Right. You know what a I mean? A nanosecond or whatever. Yeah. Right. I think so. Um, this is one thing that you and I disagree on, right? You, you, I, I think I want to, I want to, want to put you in a basket. Okay. It better be a big one. It's a, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> with a large balloon on it. So I, the, so there's a lot of dichotomies in life, right? And I always tell people there's two types of people in the world, right? And gonna, I can usually... I'm going to Google what dichotomy means real quick. Go ahead. All right. So I can, so I can, um, I can usually put people in one group or another, right? Like I'll say there are interest payers and there are interest earners. Okay. And, then, and, and that's it. And you know what I mean? If you, if, you, if you look at people, you can put them in one of the two. Okay. If there's very few... I don't know if there are any people that are neutral in, in terms of interest. So, um, and why did I bring that up? I was going to put you in a basket. Um, oh, yeah. So, there are people that believe that the world is going to hell in a handbasket. There are people that believe that things are getting worse, that things used to be one way and things are a different way now, and the way that they are now is not as good as, as it used to be. Um, uh, there are people that that think that things. Oh, I guess it's gonna be three baskets now because okay. there are also people that think that things are just getting better. Things are getting so much better. Things didn't used to be this way, and now all of these things are happening, so things right. are getting better. Right. Um, and then there's people like me. Um, you don't meet a lot of people like me because a lot of people don't consider the things that I consider. Uh, to, to make that judgment. And so I believe that things are exactly the same way. Things continue to be the way they always have been. And, um, and it's, it's scary when you, when you look at the factors that determine that for me. It's fucking scary, man. It's scary. Um, I read, I read um, and I don't remember what the hell it was called, man, but it was a, a biography of Julius Caesar, right? But it was a really detailed biology, bi biography of, uh, of this guy's life uh, in his early days when he lived in Spain, mm -hmm. and, and, and he made his living as a politician, uh -huh. uh, and then how he worked his way over to Rome to eventually become a dictator or whatever it is. They, they, I, I think it's, they call it Caesar. Yeah, right? <laughs> Check this out. Rome, the, the Roman law was a trip, man. And the Republic, um, how it was designed, they, they took it to an interesting level, man. And so they did actually have the title of dictator. And the dictator got to rule everything in Rome for one year. Dictator was a title yeah, that people got for that was, My understanding of that was that it was usually under some type of military yes. necessity. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They're getting so, invaded so, yeah. or something. So they're like, hey, we need somebody that makes decisions quickly and can lead the army right. and will defend Rome, right? Right, because instead of being able to bring the Senate together to, to make a decision right. and... and 
and, and argue through sure. all the rhetoric. Yeah. yeah, we need someone that that has uh, and and usually um, that person was uh, it was a civil uh, civic duty. Sure, and uh, a lot of that is what um, what the forefathers of this country. Right. looked towards or said that they were looking for right but i think that um i think that uh i'm taking you off your point i'm no, sorry okay. but i mean that's one of the reasons why george washington didn't want to be king sure and he saw that as absolutely. As, as that as that that yeah, right. absolutely and that's why that is one reason we have the strong executive branch is that we do need people that a person that can make decisions quickly in in a in a uh, situation, an emergency situation, right? And yeah, yet, under threat. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, but this is the part that is exactly like it is now, man. Um, it, while it may have been designed and considered a civic duty, people um, fought for the chance to be in that position like they do now. They literally had political campaigns. And Julius Caesar was not a wealthy man. And so from his time in Spain to his time in Rome, he accumulated a lot of political debt. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. He would get people to contribute to his campaigns to be elected, but then he owed them political favors, right? Mm -hmm. And so by the time he got to, um, to Rome, he was in that situation. And he was like in danger... Of, of being like arrested and killed several times before he got to his position of power because of those political allegiances yeah, yeah. And, and stuff like that. And um, man, I read that book like 10 years ago. I don't remember all the details, but I remember thinking, man, this is crazy. This is exactly what's going on right now. Yeah. And it's been going on since 2000 years ago. And it was not new when Julius Caesar was experiencing that. I'm gonna guess that it was going that it was happening for a thousand years before that too. Now that's just a guess. Just, just unrecorded. Um, well, I'm gonna guess that. So, so. Well, because okay, so okay, so, no, so no, no, we no, know probably that, Greek. Well, yeah, probably I was gonna Greek. say we know the Athenians had um, democracy, right? And we know that we had they had it at least three or four hundred years before the Romans. Well, everything that was, that was that is Rome, right, is Greek. Oh yeah, yeah. although so, you know they they claim to be Trojans. Did you know that? Who claimed the to be Romans? Trojans? Oh yeah. So yeah, the, the Romans. The, the supposedly the way Rome got started mm -hmm. is two princes, two guys from Troy, like after battle or whatever, some shit like oh, that. I didn't hear this. Yeah, these guys they traveled to Rome and established. Oh, the guy Romulus. Romulus was supposedly mm -hmm. from Troy, and he was a Trojan, right? But. The Trojans and the Greeks or the Athenians, they were different to each other amongst themselves, right? But to oh, us, yeah. they're the same people, right? Yeah, so that was one thing that I learned in this in this class that I had to get the fuck out of because, this, <laughs> dude, I hated that that, that teacher. I, I wanted, like, it's not good to be in a place where for 80% of the time, you're visualizing just breaking someone's jaw. You know oh what I mean? Like, God. this guy is yeah, just yeah. an asshole. And I'm not a violent person. Like, I just oh like... That. That's crazy, man. But, he, but, yeah, the thing was is that there was... He rubbed you the wrong way. Dude, this kid, It was so bad. I just... I finally was like, it's not worth it. 
But it's not worth it to me. Do you think back and do you think that this, you would have handled it just to get through the class? Or, or are last, you still? It was last year, bro. <laughs> it was last year. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. So it's me. I haven't made a lot of gains. Oh, my God. <laughs> personal, personality-wise. Uh, but... No, but the thing is that it was it was interesting how this small, uh, you know, well, relatively small piece of rocky land, you know, which is Greece, sure, had all these different, um, uh, I forget what they called it, but they were um, they were like these capital cities. Oh yeah, yeah, the city states. Yeah, right. And so Sparta, yeah, Athens. Um, I don't know what the hell was in Macedonia, but where Alexander the Great came from. So Macedonia was a was a land that yeah. So uh, what's so crazy about the Greeks is that whoever goes into Greece, because, you you become it. Well, and in, in, I, I I always equate the U.S. right to those types of historical uh, like world capitals, right? So, so do you think that the U.S. is a, is modern Greece, modern Rome? Modern Rome. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. See, that's interesting because the only thing that killed the Greeks were the Greeks. Do you know that? Uh, no, I never heard it put that way. What, yeah. what, what does that mean? So, Greece was so powerful. Okay. And they had... so No one could stop them. Okay. In, in, their, in their innovation. Right. And they had... They had... Um, they they were smart people that had uh, a, a dynamic society within their their country. Sure. So if you were to say that, let's use the U.S. Okay. So um, California is known to be completely different than, let's say, Iowa. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and some people say that South, Southern California and Northern California oh, yeah. should be split in, in so, two states. Right? Yeah, different. And so, but the thing is, is that there was, uh, each state had its own God okay. that they, that they elevated to being the like head, their representative, the, the, their representative and, and, and God that they, that watched over them. Okay. And so, um. Like Athena was uh, 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 was over Athens, okay. you know, obviously. So. All right. So um, the thing is that they would fight over uh, who was better. Okay. Who was who was stronger? Who okay. was who was a true Greek? Okay. And so there was so much fighting, competition within themselves. And they, I think, it was like twelve years of of. You can call it civil war, but it was twelve years right. of fighting within this region right. that depleted the resources the, of the Greek, resources that Alexander, when he came down from Macedonia, he could just take over. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't. Anything. But you know, um, that Macedonia that Alexander the Great came from is not the Macedonia that exists today. So in those times, Macedonia was just next door. From what I understand. Well, Alexander the Great was the son of the conquering, right? I, I believe that's what it is was. That, is that what it was? I think that's what but, it was. But go ahead. But, um, but yeah, there's a dispute. Like Greece, 
is suing the country of Macedonia. Right now they have some kind of dispute because Greece is saying that they shouldn't call themselves Macedonia because they say Macedonia is within Greece. It's their land. Really? Yeah. So I, I believe that original Macedonia was one of the Greek states or whatever. Mm. Um, something for homework for you and me. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. And then wasn't, um, I believe, um, who's that Greek philosopher that came after um, Plato? Uh, we love that guy. What is that guy? Aristotle. Aristotle was, uh, was Alexander the Great's professor or teacher or something like that. That's possibility. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, they, they, they were the same kinds of peoples. But, but you make me think of like the Spartans too, right? Right. And the, the Spartans obviously were like, they were like the next door neighbors, right? Of the Athenians. Yeah. And they, and they, man. I, but it was, but it was a warring society. Wait, those guys were fucked up, man. Yeah, they were. Like there's no way to say oh, it yeah. other than that. Um, no, they you, were, they, there's, so in order to be a badass, Right, you have to be fucked up a little bit. Like you know what I mean. But like, they were fucked up a lot of it. A lot of it. Like, right. like you know, what they remind me of. They remind me of, like guys in prison. Yeah. Like that. Like that. Like like guys in prison that lift weights all day, and they will fight to the death um, over you sitting in their seat. Yeah. And will rape someone as. Another man, as soon as they get a chance. For, for power. Well, or for fun. <laughs> I never thought it was for fun. They all trust me. <laughs> I, that just opened my eyes. Like, I literally thought, oh, well, it's... That's like, I just figured, I just figured <laughs> there's... So like just, you gotta do what you gotta do. Like, I just figured, this, I just figured there's, there's this guy that's sitting there that's like... <laughs> TPS reports are due today. Oh, Got to no. go rape the new guy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 especially in those <laughs> days, um, from what I understand, um, uh, um, I don't think they even had a term for homosexuality. I, I think that was just uh, there were some people that engaged in it and some people that did not. And, uh, are we talking about prison or no? In, in in Sparta and no, I think it was it was no, all over Greece, right? Yeah, it was just part of society, right? Yeah, there there wasn't a a stigma. Well, yeah, because they didn't have the Bible that said that man should not lay down with man, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah their their gods did it. Yeah, their gods had hetero and homosexual sex to them. Yeah, that, that, right. and so when you throw that in the book and and say that that's the, 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 the sweet. The sweet words of the Lord. Well, then you're like, oh, well, I guess can't can't do that anymore. Can't do that no more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I invite you to go visit Greece anytime. <laughs> I always think, I think, I think it's funny I, when I'm people gonna, say, "Oh yeah, I'm going on vacation. I'm going to Greece." <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to take that tour though. Like, oh, you know, right? <laughs> I can see. You're skip that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where's all the dick sucking at? <laughs> I heard there's a lot of dick sucking on this tour. Like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. Like the supposedly, um, like the Spartans, um, when the kids were going through like their academy or whatever, the they were they were kids, right? So it it was normal for the Spartan soldiers to to just abuse them regularly. Yeah, and, and it was it was yeah. part of it, right? Yeah. And then and then they when they grew up, they would do it to the younger kids. Like yeah. it was just part of it, right? And uh, I know even um, it's um, a rough hazing. Fuck, you know what I mean. I'm telling you, man. Do you ever remember when hazing was like, okay, we can't haze people anymore? Like, well, we can't. 
So wedgies are off limits? Right, right. No bullying. <laughs> There's some Spartan kid that's like, wedgies? Shit. What? Like, literally like, like Alan Iverson practice? Like, I know, right? Like, wedgies? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about know, wedgies? wedgies? That's like, a fucking problem, man. <laughs> no, yeah, that's fucking <laughs> Yeah. So, but, and so, you know, so I think that you, you have to consider all that when you consider their advances in art and in uh, politics and philosophy and science, right? Like they had a lot of advances, uh, whereas um, socially not so advanced, at least in, uh, in terms of what we would consider advanced. Yeah, but, but there's a lot of people who say that we're not advanced. You know what I mean? No, no. That we are, and, and I think that... Well, it depends. I think advanced just means... It, so the reason why but there's there's a point A and a point B, right? Right. And so so socially you can say we're exactly the same as the Greeks or we are we have retreated from Greek development or we have enhanced on that. I I don't think like they had slaves and we don't, right? So I think I mean unless you want to question whether that's advancement in society. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm what I am saying is that there are their cultural development sure. was a direct relation to their wealth of their nation. And so because of the fact that they were able to get to a society that was no longer hunter gatherer uh, that was um, a uh, that that you had people that acquired their their foods and necessities right um, through trade right of goods or services right to other people sure um, that allowed wealth to be brought in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, accumulation of wealth, right, which and led so, to the development of everything. Right. Well, what leads to downtime? Yeah, yeah. And so, when you have downtime, you, you have the ability to think. Yeah, you have the ability to to wonder. You know yeah. what's happening here? Yeah, because you're you're not too exhausted from tilling land. You know, you can you can look up at the sky and sure. and wonder what are these things and why are they moving and how are they moving and and you can um, you and you can make a pot and then go oh well maybe I'll try and paint something on it to make it because I have time I'm not just you know what I mean I don't right. have to bake it fire it and then go get water like you know what I mean right. like, I know that's <laughs> simplistic but and so um, no it's it, it's it's crazy man especially. At, so, have you ever read um, 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 Plato Republic? No. So, you should read that. I, I try to read it often. I've read it maybe twice. Um, I, don't fully. You, I don't think you know what often means. That's not often. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. No, because I'll pick it up and I'll read a chapter, man, and then I won't pick it up again. Yeah. Right? And then I don't go back. So often, like... Um, like like once a year, man. Once uh-huh. a year, I'll, I'll read like a chapter. Oh, I hear. And so to me, that's often because I'm an old man. So I've had like 20 years of reading it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, but what trips me out every time is um, is their life. Is it's so just current, 
like if if you read it, you'll trip out, man. It's um. So Socrates went to this like horse race. Oh no no no! He went to some town for a a carnival or whatever, and they're like, "Hey, are you staying for the horse races there tomorrow?" And he's like, "Ah, you know, I wasn't planning on it." And and, then like his friends are like, "Come on, man, stop being a little bitch. We're Mm -hmm. we're you either coming with us or we're gonna fucking tie you up and we're gonna bring you with us." Uh-huh. And then you're gonna watch the horse race, and it's like fine if you you know ask me like that. <laughs> I'm coming, right? And so then he hangs out with these guys, and then they end up having like political discussions and and, and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. But um, but it. it that but see, but see, knowing Socrates, Socrates was poor as shit. Was so, he? Yeah, he okay. didn't. He didn't have money. Okay. So think about it. Hey, Daniel. Um, we're all going to Vegas, right? You want to go to Vegas, right? And you're right. like, oh, you know, I'm probably just gonna. <laughs> this is gonna be fucker. Yeah. If you're not coming with us, we're gonna tie you up. Right. We're throwing you in the back of the tercel. We're coming. Yeah. Oh, you gotta say it that way. <laughs> he just right. didn't have. He just didn't have any gambling he didn't have money. Right? He didn't have gambling money. He's like, right. I'm not gonna sit there like an asshole, <laughs> like a loser. Watch everybody fucking gamble on horses, and I'm just gonna sit there in my toga like. <laughs> And you know what? That that makes sense. That makes sense. But you and so, but he had all his friends were wealthy, right? Like, like right. his friends were wealthy, right. and yeah. and um, and so it's it's funny you say that because I I had never I never thought of him as poor. Yeah, he was penniless. He, he had no money. <laughs> but he didn't live the life. They didn't live the life of a poor man, right? Um. Yeah, when when he was on trial, uh-huh. his family came to testify against him. <laughs> yeah, right, his wife and kid right. came to testify against him. That's fine because the the he would go around and challenge all these people, right? You know, yeah. and and then after he would uh, he would ask them questions and get them all turned around. And they would all hate him, get all angry, right? He'd say, like, oh, so you don't know anything. Like, you know what I mean? Right, that's, right, that right. Was his, that was his, his shtick, you know? Right. <laughs> and so um, the, they brought him on trial right. to have him stop. And they'd say, listen, we're not going to kick you out of the city. Just stop talking to us. If you could just stop talking right. to us, yeah. we'll let it all go away. Right. And so, and so they brought his family in, and his wife was like, yeah. Yeah, stop talking. We're we're starving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he won't go work. He's just over there asking say, you guys yeah, yeah. Right. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say that if because I never thought of him as poor because he seemed to do whatever he wanted to do, and yeah. that is not a trait of a poor person, right? A poor 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 person does what they're supposed to do, or they're gonna be homeless, unable to do anything. Yeah. It's 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 not. It's unusual for a per- poor person to be having dinner with the kings and queens and, and, and these rich merchants everywhere, right? Yeah, but I think that he was like a mental yogi. Yeah. In the sense of like India has well, like these, these, you know, yoga people. And I'm, I'm going to give you this, some this is a food for very, thought, this actually. Is a, this is a very... Um, this this comment that I made is 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 not in an area of um, 
expertise expertise or knowledge i was going to say that because i don't know as i said it and i saw your eyes widen half just half a millimeter yeah, yeah. he's like you don't know shit about yoga <laughs> and you're right <laughs> I, I watched an idiot abroad and i was like oh these guys just sit around oh, and do yoga God. and yank on their dicks all day <laughs> but, like, have you seen no man i i saw these guys in india they are the best these guys um and I, they're ascetic and I don't know ascetic I think just means that they're outside of society and they don't eat and they don't they, but it doesn't describe really like they would not describe themselves as ascetic we call them ascetic mm-hmm. and and I think that just um, it's a definition based on on the condition they live in but it has nothing to do with like religion they practice or, or their culture or anything okay. like that right but these guys these ascetics in India man man they 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 they're, they sit on the side of the road right and they're like you know basically naked except for the loin cloth or whatever right, right? um and they're smoking they're smoking weed man yeah but these joints are like the size of a 12 ounce coke can yeah i don't want that and they're like like right right because that's how it sounds like when they're smoking it man i'm like damn and then, and you know but what? It's probably but not wait. the same. It's not. It's not Colorado or like. Right. Or no. No. Like no. They like say it's, it's 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 pretty nasty, but it's but it's pot. It's weed. It's, yeah. It's um. It's cannabis indica or whatever it is they smoke. You can get there, drunk right? on on enough Coors Light if you try. <laughs> I got news for you, old boy. You can get you can get drunk on hand soap. <laughs> Drunk <laughs> Somebody said that to me. And it's true. Continue. So, oh man. Oh, so yeah, yeah. So those guys. No, no. But what I was gonna say is, is um, and this some food for thought for you. There, back in the um, back in the in the days of the Greeks. It's funny. I didn't know a lot of the details you're telling me. So that, that's good. It gives me motivation to go back and, and read. I have a nook. My wife bought me a nook, and I don't. I put a couple of books on there, but not books that I was really interested in reading, so I haven't really picked it up, right? But yeah. now i got some homework to do. But I will say this about the Greek times, right? They were, um, there was, um, um, so Socrates was the leader of the philosophers. Yeah. Okay. He was like the head philosopher. He was like, he started philosophy and Plato was his student, right? Yeah. And Plato started the first school, which right. was called the Academy. Right. And that's why now we have all these academies, right? Right. Now, those academies were the foundation for the foundation of the sciences that we know, right? Like, they had natural sciences, they had um, political philosophy or philosophy in general, and I think they broke that down into a couple of different philosophies. Then, But that led to um, whatever the Romans did in their times with the sciences and the philosophies. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, during the Dark Ages... Then the um, the Arabs, the Arab Empire took the mantle and then they developed sciences and math as much as they could throughout those 700 years or whatever, from like 700 to 1400. Then in the Renaissance, the Europeans picked it up again and yeah. they brought them to where they are, right? If, so, it, if, it weren't, if it weren't for the Arab nations, if it weren't for the Muslim, uh, you know, uh, trade routes. Right, okay. Uh, we would have no knowledge. Yeah, it might have all completely disappeared, Uh, right? Yeah, because the thing is is that there was so much fighting 
that happened in Europe. Right. That they were burning. Oh, yeah, they would burn everything down. Just burning yeah, yeah. down to the ground. Just like we did with the uh, Native Americans and the Native Mexicans. Oh, yeah. And then now we say that they didn't have anything written down. But we just burned all their shit, man. Yeah. But they, they, they had advanced sciences and advanced math and, and all that shit. But anyway, what I was going to get to was that the philosophers were not the only owners of knowledge in the Greek days, man. There was another group of knowledge holders, which were the sophists, okay? And the sophists, um, they believed in the acquisition of knowledge, but they believed in the manipulation of people. And so those were the guys that would say... Uh, you know, like Socrates would say something like, uh, all right, so how do you build a boat? And then also you build the boat this way. And um, But a sophist would say something like, um, oh, who cares about the, bo the, the, the boat, man? Do you really want to go to that country or something like that? And they would change the subject and they call it poisoning the well, where they would just confuse the argument to the point where the other person is so confused that they can't reach a proper conclusion and so everybody's confused so I have the knowledge and I have the power because they tended to be the, the richest of the riches um, so then I can control society and I can control people right so that actually sounds more like a like a Socratic that's Socrates Socrates mm -hmm. would confuse people well Socrates would confuse people <coughs> if they didn't know what they were talking about yes but that was not his purpose and that is not the purpose of science. We would not have developed science to the level that we have if, if the purpose was to confuse. You develop and, and you invite people into knowledge uh, by trying to stick to logic, right? The, so, um, so the Socratic method is based on logic. The Sophist method is literally based on confusion. It's based on you tell me something and I'm going to tell you something that has nothing to do with what I said. I mean nothing, mm. and that's where the confusion comes in. If you tell me that, um, let me see, what, what did they used to argue about? Like, so, okay, so, so, so Socrates would have this argument with people often about, is it better to be good or better to be bad, okay? And so people would say, well, it's better to be bad because if you're bad, you can take advantage of people and you can accumulate wealth and then you can have a better life. And he would say, but but do you really have a better life, right? And then they would, he would, they would break it down, right? So um, do, they would say, okay, so you want to be, do you really want to be bad because uh, you have family, you love your kids, you love your wife, right? Uh, if you're bad to them, are you really going to have a good life? And they would say, well, no, not really. Okay, then, so what you really mean is you're going to be bad to your enemies and you got to be good to your friends. Okay, do you know who your enemies really are? Right? Yeah. And then, so then you have to break that down. But all of that is getting to truth, man. There is truth in saying, do you really know who your enemies are? Um, a sophist would, would just say, no, those are your enemies. And those are your enemies for these reasons. Or they, they would jump to a quick assumption about something simple and then, and then develop a logic that is not really connected to the truth because they didn't really, they don't want to get to the truth. They don't want to get to sharing the information. So, it's taken me a long time to understand that knowledge really is power. But I didn't understand it a lot when I was a little kid growing up because I didn't have any knowledge, any power. Poor people growing up, we don't have knowledge. Yeah. We think we do because they teach us math and they teach us language. And so then we think, oh, I have a lot of knowledge, but how come I don't have power? That's because you don't have knowledge, right? And they're teaching us knowledge that humans have had for 10,000 years. The knowledge right now, mm -hmm. there's only certain people that have the knowledge. We, 
human beings have continued to develop, to evolve all these years. We, we, the evolution so, is nonstop. So, and so, what knowledge do you are you referring to? Uh, uh, put it this way: it, 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 I can give you a, a whole like a bunch of examples, right? But for example, I did not know when I was growing up. I didn't know that I can. I literally did not know that I can go to an employer and say, "You need to pay me twenty dollars an hour." I, I did not know anyone that made $20 an hour, and I really believed, I believed, I am telling you, I had faith in that something like 8 or $9 an hour was a lot of money, a lot of money, because I was used to seeing people making $3 an hour. So if you made $8 an hour, you were making almost three times more than the people that I saw, mm-hmm. and I really believed that that was a lot of money. Guess what? Um, I, I, I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this to you or not, but I, I had not done this particular search, but my wife is doing a paper on some, some kind of social psychology shit, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so she had to look up the breakdown of incomes in America by ethnic group, the way the census keeps it, right? So this is official U.S. census data, right? right? And so they break down the groups into like, I think it's 102 or 104 uh, different ethnic, official ethnic groups in America. Okay. Okay? Where do you think Mexican-Americans rank in 104 or whatever? Um, based on your smile, I would say probably around 100. Yes. Yes. There's only two groups that are poorer than Mexican-Americans. Hondurans and Somalis. That's it, man. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... I, and, 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 and let me tell you something. That kind of stuff is used to promote these ideas that makes Americans are stupid and lazy. This is what we've been taught since I was a little kid. We don't, we don't hear that anymore. But in the 70s, you heard it. In the 70s, yeah. it was okay to say it. And that's why Taco Bell had the sleeping guy, right? And they got rid of it. You don't hear that anymore, yeah. right? And we have plenty of examples of successes that can say, well, at least some of them are not, right? Yeah. But, but interpreting those data in that way will lead you to the conclusion that Mexican-Americans are lazy and stupid, and the only people that are lazier and stupid than Mexican-Americans are Somalis and Hondurans. <laughs> but the Salvadorians, the Costa Ricans, the Nicaraguans, the Panamanians, they got a beat, man, the Colombians. <laughs> the Colombians are like number 70 on the list, man. They have a, a pretty ample cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they can report that, right? But uh, but but no, but uh, but uh, I I can I can tell you that from my experience, that's based on uh, that's based on information, man. That's based on information dissemination. Now it's What's not that? it's not it's not anyone's fault in particular. Okay, but, but I think Mexican Americans. Well, I don't want to say Mexican. I think that um, I think that the illegal immigrant uh, people sure that population have, have become the the slaves of uh, the U.S. Right. And I and I don't say Mexicans. I mean, I used to go to this um, buffet. It was a Chinese buffet. Okay. Like 10 years ago. Sure. And this guy would open up a huge buffet, bring a whole bunch of people uh, from China. Okay. Put them in a, in a huge house. Okay. It'd be like maybe 2,500 square feet. Okay. 
but there'd be like 12 or 14 people in this house. Okay. They didn't get paid. They were able to eat at the restaurant. Right. But he was, that was how he... He ran his restaurant. He was able to run a successful, an air quote, successful business. Right. And what it was is that they were paying off their trip. Right. Their their ability to yeah, try yeah. and gain sure. that that um, that foothold. That foothold. And that's yeah. and really that's what indentured servitude was in early colonial oh, days. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Right. It sounds exactly like it, right? Like the Irish coming over and say, Hey, you know, yeah. you owe me a thousand dollars, so it's gonna take you ten years to pay that off. Yeah, and here's your here's your contract. And right. when you're done, you'll get uh, a pair a pair of, of used clothes and your freedom. Yeah. And what the fuck are you gonna do with that? Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, yeah, and 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 we idolize well, we idolize those original people, mm-hmm. the indentured servants. Well, they're heroes to us now, and their descendants. Uh, we look up to them in society. Yeah, I mean, I think that like when you were talking about earlier, uh, if if people think that the past was better okay or or if the past was uh, or if we're better mm-hmm. now you know what I mean and you said that you think that we're the same we're the same exactly the same I think that the yeah the indentured servants they were not idolized back then they were not liked back then so I think that I think that the human experience in desire in um the, the matters of the heart. You want to be loved. You want to be, have success. Okay. You want someone to be proud of you. Sure. Um, I think that, that that is the same. And I think that there are people that want to feel safe. You know what I mean? I think that that is the same. Yeah. That, that hasn't changed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that uh, technologies that we have um, have... have made our society better in the sense that um, we don't have to worry about tuberculosis. You know what sure. I mean? Like, we don't have to worry about about plagues um, in the... Uh, 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 at least... And maybe that's just me being too stupid to know otherwise, but to wipe out a third of the population. Yeah. You know, globally. Right. Um, and I think that... Uh, so, so I think, and do I think that we're getting better? I think that we've gotten to a point where I think when we look back on what was what was the past, I think that we are stuck in that human experience that you only remember what you want to remember. You suppress the stuff that's bad. You know, but what I, mean? I, I I don't think everyone does that. I think some people do that. And I think that I think, I think everybody does to an extent. I think it's a human condition because um, I because I remember working with my parents, yeah, and it being some of the best times of my life because I remember sure. being like growing close to them, and it, it keeping me out of out of gangs, out of drugs, out right. of all this stuff. But I I tend to not want to remember how fucking shitty it felt having to climb into the van. Right. At four o'clock on a, on a Friday because I had to go take out trash and scrub toilets. Right. 
and I wasn't going, God, I can't wait to go fucking scrub a toilet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I remember the only joy that I, that I, well, not even joy. I mean, I used to enjoy vacuuming. Right. Because the hum of the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Would turn on this, this part of my brain where <clears throat> I would question things in my life. I would, I, there was a, uh, there was like a, a tantric kind of, of experience. experience in that vacuum cleaner yeah. as it reverbed off of the small rooms of these, of these offices. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, and they, you know what? There's something to that, man, because I used to work in a furniture store, mm. huge furniture store, right? And, uh, I was supposed to just be a, uh, car install guy. But I was always on totem pole, so I so, had to so, vacuum. Oh, right? A car install guy. Like car at stereo. A store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had a, a car stereo section. Like, we were um, when, like, Rockford Fosgate yeah, yeah, was really yeah. popular and all that. Yeah, kind. I got one in my truck. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I, I used to do the, the, the sound systems, right? Oh, right. Huh? Yeah. I might need, I might need uh, to hook up a, a, sub, a subwoofer. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I used to be on into that, right? So, um, so every day after the store closed, I would have to vacuum the store, right? right. But um, but there's something so serene, man, about taking a half hour of just vacuuming. Yeah. And, 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 and I didn't mind that at all, man. Yeah, it was. It's, it, it really was. Um, it can. I enjoy vacuuming. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. You, but I check this out, man. This is yeah, This is funny. I used to, you know how don't you vacuum. My, don't tell my girlfriend that. Oh, like, yeah. Why don't you hear fucking vacuum? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> right, but the, 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 it requires the conditions, right? Yeah, man, it's, yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I struggle with that on a daily basis. But anyway, um, I um, I used to, you know how you vacuum one way and it makes a, a, a line a certain color yeah. and the opposite does the opposite effect, right? Yeah. So, I would vacuum the store to look like a ball field, man. <laughs> yeah, and so I would have all these lines. Like I would do one line this way, one line this way, one line this way, one line that way, and the whole store would look badass, like with all these lines, like going that way, like perfectly straight lines all the way across this way or that way. Yeah. And the boss would come out and be like, "Oh man, I don't even want to walk on this carpet." <laughs> be like, <laughs> see, that's it. So I would. You know what I would be thinking if I was your boss? What? The fuck is this guy doing? I don't, I don't want to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were great, right? Because it was a it was a shiesty operation, man. It was yeah. one of those it was one of those furniture stores with really expensive, crappy furniture that they sell to military people. Um, and it's when I was in the army. So when I was in the army, I had a second job. I always had a second job, man. And uh, just to try to keep up with the Joneses. And then, you know, I always, I always was jealous and I wondered why I had friends in the army lower ranking than I was, man, they had these badass houses, mm. always had new cars. And, and so see how knowledge, I did not know that people had so much money than I did, man, because yeah. we had the same salary or some of them had a lower salary than I had, but they had like. Man, they had everything. So that blows my mind too. Like I don't like I, I look at my check at the end of the year, uh-huh. and it tells you how much you make. Right. And I go, fuck! I remember going, dude, 
like that like that is a rich person right right you know? yeah, yeah but i don't see myself as rich right yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's i mean and it's because you're not right I don't know, thank you. Like I, right. I'm well no. aware. No, <laughs> it's, no in, 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 because you're not based on what our idea of rich is, right? Our idea of rich is richy rich, right? Yeah. Like you're, when you're rich, you're wealthy. Yeah. And you don't worry about things. But the truth is... I don't, I don't is, have money making money for me. You're not an interest earner. You're an interest payer. Yeah. yeah. And that's the difference, yeah. right? Uh, what happens though is that We've been led to believe that there's three classes of people. There's lower, middle, and upper class. And the vast majority of us are in the middle. This professor at college used to tell me, America is not a triangle. The rest of the world is a triangle where the majority is in the lower working class, the poor. Then they have a tiny middle class. And then the very tip of the triangle is the upper class. America is not like that. America is a diamond. America is a diamond where you have a tiny piece at the bottom uh, uh, tip of the diamond and a tiny piece at the top of the diamond. The bottom and the top are the, um, are the exceptions and the vast majority of Americans are in the middle of that diamond and we're all middle class. Well, it's kind of bullshit. What really happens is in America there's like probably um, I would say like a hundred different levels of lifestyles, right? And you can be at the very bottom where you have absolutely nothing and no food and no shoes. Uh, I always trip out on people when they tell me, oh my God, I went to Mexico. This is so poor. There was kids walking around with no shoes. And I'm like, motherfucker, there's people in America with no shoes. <laughs> yeah. We have people with no food. We yeah. Obviously, we have people with no home, right? Well, I'm, I was shocked that, and, and you hear it, that there's kids that are going to my kid's school and again, right. this is where you you have to. Um, you, you would you would talk to me about something, and I was like, "Yeah, but you know, we're all in this in this age of well, is that really true? This sure. whole fake news sure. uh, movement uh, makes you question everything, right? You know, but there's kids that the only real meals they get." are through the district's food programs. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a part of me that doesn't want to believe that. Right. Because I can't... Like, I can't picture not doing something to provide for my kids. And I... And I... And I I don't... It's pretty fucked up. I don't want to think that it's a, that it's a, the parent, right. but it may be that the parent has no resource I, I, available. I, a, a huge part of it is or, just ignorance, man. Or could it be that there's um, there that the parents have a uh, have a, a different uh, a priority? You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you if you have a, if you have a drug problem, right? You know, and you're unable to prioritize. Um, your children's welfare above right. your dr- your substance use. Right. Well, then that's an issue. Like I enjoy drinking. Right. But I I don't buy hundred dollar right. bottles of whiskey. I I can assure you, probably nobody does that. Nobody makes that choice. I don't think so. But I, I can tell you my personal experience. When I was a junior in high school, I helped my parents do their taxes. And my dad made $12,000 that year. 
$12,000 and we were three kids, my mom and my dad. And my dad did drink, uh, but my dad worked every day. Yeah. My dad was a landscaper at the time and he got paid $6.50 an hour. Okay, yeah. so that ended up being about $12,000 per year. And we lived in an apartment in Silmar where we paid, I think, like maybe $600 a month in rent. Um, uh, yeah, but $600 a month, I mean, you're looking at six grand in rent. Yeah. No, no, no. At least. It might have been five fifty. you know what I mean? But it, it, I think it was some, somewhere around there between five and six hundred. Yeah, because it would be uh, $7,200. Hey, man, we had, well, our food was, my mom stayed home. She was a stay-at-home mom. She tried, she had jobs here and there. Um, so I told my mom that, um, just goofing around, we, we, um, a few years ago, my wife and I lived in uh, Canoga Park, like right on the edge of Woodland Hills, because I worked in Woodland Hills. Mm-hmm. But Canoga Park is way cheaper to live in. But I would, t- but like a little more that way is Calabasas. So I would tell my mom, oh yeah, we're going to go live in Calabasas. And I'd be like, oh yeah, right. Because when we lived in Silmar and my dad made that salary, my mom used to go to Calabasas and clean people's houses. Yeah. Right? So whenever people talk about, oh yeah, oh, our maid, or, or oh yeah, our maid Rosa, or our maid this and that, and they're talking about my mom. Right. And I, I have friends, like I have, like. But, but hold on, let's go back to this. Okay. Because so, I'm having trouble, I want to hear what you're saying, but I'm, I'm stuck okay. in the math. Right. Okay. Sure. So 12 grand. 12000 per year. Yeah. Your rent was 7200 Okay. Which means that your dad had $4,800 for the uh, rest of the year. Yeah. And in that, he that meant that he would have had $400 per month to cover gas, food, clothing um, for you and... Yeah, your, man. And... But I'm pretty sure, and so, uh, but I'm saying that we need to go back and review the... I caught that one. Did you fucking catch that one? I caught it, yeah. Dude, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, not that I'm, I'm trying to... Go for it, no, 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 no. But, but there had to have been unclaimed wages um, in that in that tax return. I, I, I think, so I worked that year a little bit too. Mm-hmm. At, uh, at Universal Studios. I worked like maybe three months. Mm-hmm. Um, no, actually my junior year I w- is when I joined the Army. Mm-hmm. So, when I, so when I was in the Army, so that, that junior year when I was in the Army, I, I left in May, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, my first check, our first check we got in the Army, all of my friends got stereos and blah, blah, blah. I sent my mom every single one of my dollars in that check. I didn't keep any money. And every check that I got after that, I sent it to my mom and I would keep... Like, I never kept a hundred bucks because it felt like too much to keep a hundred dollars for the month. Like I felt guilty not sending my mom all the money. So I would send my money, my, my mom, most of my money, I keep maybe 50 bucks, 50 yeah. to 70 bucks. Cause I had, I had food and clothes in the army. I didn't need money. Yeah. Of course. And all, you were, and you were used to living a, a, a lifestyle where, oh yeah, where you didn't have cash in your pocket. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah like, um. This no sh- bullshit, man. We would go to Burger King or whatever, right? Mm. And so my friends would get the chicken sandwiches, mm. and I would get so annoyed by that. I would what? get so annoyed because you know chicken sandwiches, especially back then, were a little more expensive than, yeah. than like the Whopper. The Whopper was like a was dollar. It the, was it the long ones that were breaded? 
I don't I don't remember which ones because I think at that point they already started having like different kinds like yeah. I don't know what because this is around this is 91 91 and 92 91 was in Missouri 92 was in Virginia um, because of my personality or whatever I didn't really hang out with homies in the army I hung out with nerds right because I wasn't a nerd I was not a homie at that time mm-hmm. and so I would hang out with nerds most of the nerds were white kids. They were Jewish. Did you did, or so whatever? So did the did the army um, facilitate the breakdown of that of the social or of the um, the visual stigmas? Like like we're so so I think that the most people um, want to be around people that look like them, and I think that I'm. I'm. Uh, I don't. Okay. But I think that I feel like I'm a bit of an outlier. But sure. I think my. But I was. I was raised that way. Sure. And sure. so I think that um, the way that the U.S. has uh, placed housing yeah. for people, you know, there's people that that are fearful. Of white people, there's obviously a, there they, was a plan at that, right? They, yeah, they hadn't seen white people. Sure, or they were fearful yeah. of black people and, and vice versa, black people, right? Yeah, and so, um, you know, I. But does the does the military help break no. down? No, no, because we had our own group. We had the nerd group. We were all the smart kids, right? All the either college educated or college bound. Nerdy right. kids that were in the army just to get money to go to college, and then you had the meatheads that just couldn't wait. And to and then and you had the the black group over there, you had the country group over there, and then you had the the Latino group over here. Which the Latino group, you had the Puerto Rican and Cuban and everything else, and the Mexican Americans they have their own group. Like the Cholo types, they hang out with their types. Were there a lot of Cholos in there? No, the military. No, no, no. So. no, but they they exist and they're there. Um, in fact, your flies back. I know, right? I, I had a I had a I had a good friend from New Mexico, uh-huh. and uh, this guy from New Mexico, he's a white guy, but he grew up in the hood. Uh-huh. So he's he just talked like a cholo and, and everything. <laughs> and uh, I I don't know if I think I told you the story about him, how he and I got drunk the first day I got to Virginia. Hold on, I don't know if you did, but I want more coffee, All and right. it's a perfect place to pause. Segway. Or so or so. Do you want more coffee? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, um, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm not even gonna pause because I don't want to fuck up my mic. Alright, so if you want to take a walk, if you're gonna hear it, just walk away from the mic. Don't, don't say anything because I want to get coffee and I want to come back. Yeah, so I, I had a I had a good friend in, in the I, I met a lot of good friends in the army and um, so 
it, it, <laughs> so this guy, this guy, and I always hear, I always hear people say, you know, like, why are you saying people's names? Don't say nobody cares about people's names or whatever. But uh, I, I like to say people's names because I think it makes the story more legit. Like, I'm telling you true, right. true shit here. So anyway, this is my guy, my, 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 my friend, Milleron. Milleron? Milleron was his name, man. Milleron's a good name. I like Milleron. Milleron was cool, right? So this guy was from New Mexico. I think you ought to be cool if your name's Milleron. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Name? So have you ever seen um, Blood In, Blood Out? Yeah. So he reminded me a lot of that guy. Okay. Um, I don't remember the guy in the movie, but so my buddy Milleron is just, just straight up blonde white kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he starts talking to you. He talks like this homes. Yeah, like that, <laughs> like that. Right. not exaggerating. And so, yeah. so we're in Virginia, right? And I don't talk like that. I don't, right. I don't know how to talk like that without making fun of it. Um, right. And but I, I told you, um, somehow I, I hung out uh, often with with white kids, right? So, yeah. so I was attracted to hang out with this kid because he was white. He was attracted yeah. to hang out with me because I was Mexican, right? Right. <laughs> so, so we just. <laughs> First day, man, we get to Virginia and like, we're like, "What's wrong with you, Holmes?" First time, yeah, no, he just. It was funny. It was like, I was like, "Hey, man, they said, um, hey, man, they, they said we gotta go to that one building." And he was like, "Donde?" And I was like, "I don't know how to respond. I don't know how to say. Do I respond in Spanish or do I tell him where it is?" Yeah. And, you know, and uh, but but like he was a cool cat, right? You're so like, this is a little spicy cracker. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, he was cool, man. Um, New Mexico people have it's just a, it's a different culture, right? But it, it's I like it. Uh, and uh, we got drunk, man. We went. I I was it on was it on handsome. We were young, man. I was just the one. Is he the one that told you, listen, Holmes, you can get drunk on hands? No, no, that was in jail, man. I was in jail. So anyway, so you were you were gonna start drinking with Milleron. Where were we at? We were in uh, Fort Lee, Virginia, at the reception station, right? And uh, so they released us at five p.m. and we're like, hey, what the fuck? What are you gonna do? So all these there's the army is a lot like high school. Okay. Especially when you're in training mode or in reception mode or whatever, because you just got to a place and you're gonna be who you're gonna be, right? You're gonna establish the pecking order, all of that, right? So the cool guys immediately are the cool guys, right? The right. cool guys, they immediately take off their uniform and put on some cool clothes and they're ready to hit the club or whatever, right? right. I'm poor, man. I'm not fucking hitting no club. I don't have cool clothes. You're Socrates. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm this fucking loser, dude. All I can do no, is... No, no, yeah, you guys go ahead. Yeah, go gonna, ahead, man. I got some things I got to do. Hey, we're going to go to the horse races. I'm going I'm I'm to write a letter to my mom. Oh, shit. Damn. The <laughs> yeah, man. And so, it... it, 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 it you find yourself, no matter how individualistic you think you are, no matter how special you think you are, you find yourself in that role that society created for you, man, and you find yourself behaving the way you're supposed to behave, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so, so what? You know, you don't have you don't have money to go out or whatever, but I got twenty bucks, so I can buy some beers, right? Yeah. So, so Miller and I went to the to the shopette, which was like two blocks down the street. So we just walked there, right? Yeah. And across the shopette, there was a baseball field, and you know, I'm a sports guy, so there's no there's nobody there, right? Yeah. But 
you know, you know what I'm gonna say. It's fucking fun to just sit in the stands and look at the field, man, and drink beer. I can do that all day, man. Yeah, and, and talk it, about talk about games you yeah, see. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or what you would do if you were on the field, yeah. or, or the position you play, whatever, right? So Miller and I sat there and um, and we drank we drank a forty, mm-hmm. and we were like. Fuck, I need another 40. So we walk down there, we get another 40. And I was 18, and this one was 17, man. Oh, uh-huh. And uh, so we go back, excuse me, and we go back, and we drink the second 40, and then we, and then no, we're drunk, right? And now it's like 10 p.m. or whatever. So then we go back, and uh, we get to the shop at, and uh, the guy's like, I'm not going to sell you any more beer. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, why not, man? And we're all, we're drunk, man. Yeah. 18 year old, two, two 40s, man, we're yeah. drunk. Yeah. So we step out, and it was like in a movie, man, like six MP cars, just stop right there, man. And then they they jump out, put your fucking hands up. I'm like, what the fuck, what's going on? And uh, so they talked to me, because I was taller and older. Uh Um, I wonder if they didn't talk to him, because he was a white guy, man. Honestly, I don't know. Oh, you have, yeah. And I, I never thought about that, but they came to me, and they were like, what the fuck, what's going on? And I was like, oh, you know what, man? We're here, we're soldiers, we are in reception. They were like, in reception, you're already getting in trouble when you're just in reception. We're like, oh, come on, man. I was like, look, we're staying two blocks down the street. I'm like, this fool is really drunk. He, by that time, this fool was having a hard time standing, right? So I'm yeah. like, I'm just gonna get him to the to the barracks, man, and, and then we'll be good. And uh, and the cop, the, the MPs let us go, man. Oh, really? Yeah, they let us go. We just walked to the barracks and we you know, made formation the next day. But, um, but, so that guy Milleron, he found the real Cholos. And so later on, whenever I would go looking for Milleron, he'd be hanging out with those fools. And they'd be playing dominoes and drinking beer and listening to fucking, like, Latin hip-hop or something. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they were a way smaller group. The Puerto Ricans are pretty big. There's a, there's a lot of Puerto Ricans. Why do you think? Um, because they're U.S. citizens. And so in the island... A lot of Puerto Ricans join the army because the island is hard to find jobs and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the the few go to college and some of them go to college in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. But um, but the majority don't. The majority try to, like anywhere else, right? The majority of the rabble, the people, yeah. they look for jobs, right? The army is a good job. So there's a lot of Puerto Ricans. But a lot is relative. It's, it's kind of like their, their ticket... For the boat ride, in a way, do you, do you see it that way? Or is no, that, is that not really. They, you know, Puerto Ricans don't feel any different than any other American. Um, they don't feel disadvantaged the economically either. Till the hurricane hits. Um, that was a shitty joke. But they, <laughs> you know, like, you know, they no, go, wait, they go, wait a minute. <laughs> Why is everybody else no, getting they, no, money? They, <laughs> no, but they because they but they don't feel different. They feel that the government sees them different. Ah, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, I see what you're saying. But they feel 100% entitled, I assure you. They don't, they're not like, uh, like Mexican-Americans, um, even first-generation Mexican-Americans, we take the dicking. We think it's okay. We believe that we are in our place in society. We uh, are okay with it. Yeah. They're not okay with it. Yeah. They, they feel 100% entitled, and they demand their rights. Mm. Um, even I don't know if their fat their English is fucked. I'm telling you, I was in the army. There was sergeants <laughs> that their English was so fucked up, man. And guess what? They don't give a fuck. 
Yeah. They don't give a fuck because they're Spanish and, and, and they speak Spanish and their Spanish is the official language of their state or their island and they're U.S. citizens. And they don't give a fuck if you don't like that they speak Spanish. Right. They're they're entitled to speak Spanish. We're not. Right. But they are. And and, and they they hmm. they defend their right to speak Spanish and to speak English all fucked up. <laughs> and they do, man. Oh my god. Some of the fools like, damn. So when you were in uh so what when you were hanging out with the nerdy kids, uh huh. Like who were who were some of your friends? There? So like I like probably my best friend was this guy also named Daniel like me, but his name was Daniel Berger, and he was from New York, and mm-hmm. he was a he was from New York, but of like Russian Jewish descent. So he's a Jew from yeah. Russia. His family, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. His family, but he's from New York. This guy, but he was a nerd, straight up nerd. Do you ever keep in touch with any of them? Or no, no never. I don't know what happened to them. I. From what I understand, like the guys that I would expect to be doing well are doing really well. Like some of my friends are doing really well, mm-hmm. and then some of my friends live in the hood, mm-hmm. and and they didn't do much with their lives. But it all comes from where they were coming from to begin with. You think it was foundational? Well, it's just okay. Something I don't remember the exact number, but it's higher than 95%. I don't remember if it's 96, 97, 98% of Americans stay within the socioeconomic class that their parents were in. Hmm. So, so that's more than 9 out of 10 people, man. So that tells you that it's not so much an individual choice. Most of us are wherever our parents were. Hmm. Um, and income, money, dollars, numbers and dollars change because of inflation, because that's part of the part of the show. Yeah. But our place in society is the same, man. There's there's a hierarchy and, and if you were here, you're gonna be there. Unless you fuck up really bad, you're gonna fall. Unless you do something extraordinary, you're gonna move up. Yeah. But more than likely you're gonna stay in that place, right? Because even if you go to college and you're kicking ass, the the, the, the rich kid went to college too and he got a PhD or, or he got a, a technical degree or maybe he doesn't even have a degree. Have you seen that show, or did I mention that show that the, his dad gave him a million dollars to invest? And no, well, yeah, I mean that kind of stuff happens, but it doesn't even have to happen that way. Get man. His own reality show, and then become president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, look, I had friends at Arizona State. Okay, these regular kids, the good kids, n- not necessarily super bright, not dumb, just average kids. Okay, yeah. just regular average C students. And my friend would literally tell me, dude, I just can't believe you can't just walk into Schwab and they'll give you a job today. And I was like, no, they won't give me a job. Right. They may have given, this guy worked at Schwab, he's an investor. They won't give me a job. Right. They'll give him a job, right? right. And I, I, I ran into this as soon as I joined the workforce, man. I was a nerd. I was, in, in the terms we use in America, I was smarter than most everybody around me, man. Um, IQ test wise, SAT test wise, classes wise, just whatever wise, I and behaviorally, right? I didn't drink, I, I was religious, I was all this shit. And the most humble. Uh, uh, back then, <laughs> not, maybe not so much. Sorry, go ahead. No, but I, I have to, I, I'm telling you because this is, I am an example of what our society um, um, puts you in places, right, man. Right. Yeah. I could get a job in a warehouse immediately. 
Right. But I was unable to try as I might to get a job somewhere that I could build uh, uh, experience to do anything. Yeah. You're, and you're, and you're, people would tell me that my English was not good. Really? Yes. Even though in my 10th grade English class, so I, I wrote an essay and my teacher was like, wow, this is like the best thing I've ever read in this classroom in all my years of teaching. Yeah. Right? There's, there's someone that we work with that didn't get a job because of um, how they spoke. And it it is uh, the uh, stereotypical ask and acts. Okay. You know sure, what I mean? sure, sure. And so, um, you know, I've talked to this person, you know, over and over again. And it's, sure. just, like, and, and it's just like, yeah, I, I just can't say it. Right. You know. Right. And but, but in this day and age, the, 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 come on. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Our, our fucking president said nuclear. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> right. I mean, come on, man. And by the way, the jobs that I was told that I didn't speak English properly uh, for were jobs like for waiter, man. Really? So they would hire me as a busboy, but they would not give me a waiter job. Uh-huh. So I've been a busboy and I've been a dishwasher. Dude, you would be a great bartender. Yeah, right. Yeah, because you, you, I mean, you're, you're a likable person. You know what I mean? Like, I think I would be a fantastic bartender. <laughs> I would love to be a bartender. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I thought about that, right? It's, it's like a good time. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I, they work, man, right? Fuck it, dude. That, no, you, don't, <laughs> you don't work at something you enjoy. Yeah, I guess. I, I used to love being a bouncer. <clears throat> and I used to love being a bouncer, um, not because I was... The, the, the smaller than average guy that spent, you know, uh, maybe 10 hours in a jiu-jitsu gym. Right. Uh, and, and, right, like and, aggressive. And learning how to do strikes. Right. And so I, I, didn't, I didn't enjoy being a bouncer because this was the, this was the show to right. see if I could really break someone's jaw. Because I, I met those bouncers. Sure, sure, sure. You know what I mean? Um, I, I have a cousin. I have a cousin kind of like that. Yeah. He's your size, though, and but he enjoys it. I enjoyed being a bouncer because uh, when I was a bouncer, I'd walk in and I would think, "This is my party. This right. is uh, this. I'm hosting this. Sure, party. sure, sure. And I want everyone to have, have a great time. Right. And my only thing was that I wanted your party couldn't impede on their party. Right. And if your party and their party should come together, right? And you guys have a great, you know, party, then fantastic. But if your party starts to impede on their party, and they don't want you at their party, right? Well, then I'm going to come over and I'm going to say, "Hey, man, like, you know, I I get it, I get it. Like, we're all having a great time. Not everybody likes everybody, um, but we're going to have to." Uh, we're gonna go ahead and ask you to, to like just rein it in a little bit. Yeah, just find a new find a new partner to, to, to dance with. Um, you can actually like twist that right there if you want to to tighten up uh, your. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, and so, do I have to walk around with a joke book? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I was not there to be people. To, I was not there for any power. I was not there to fulfill my need to be in control. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Right. I was just there because 
I was big and I liked people. Right. I enjoyed people. You qualified for the job. Yeah, I just love people. Yeah. And so the thing was is that I've had, I remember being at one time, like I've probably been in maybe four fights. You know what I mean? Right. Never thrown a punch. Right. No, (laughs) you you remind me a lot of my shit, yeah. I've I've grabbed people by the throat and picked them up and and carried them out by their throat. Okay. um, Which amazes people. You know what I mean? And I... And I guess I don't realize how strong I am. Right. And you throw adrenaline on top of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can get kind of squirrely. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I've had people... I, I remember one time this guy swung on me. And uh, or I got hit in the back of the head or something while trying to handle somebody. Right. And dude, these Tongans, they took him forcibly out of the building. I never saw him again. Like I don't know what fucking happened to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I can I can only imagine. Right. Because I had Toggins like crash a, a house party of mine. Uh-huh. And those fuckers ate my dog. Like I'm I guarantee it. <laughs> like, oh my god. They took my dog. Jesus <laughs> like, Christ. Yeah, it was a bad deal. Like, you oh, know what Lord. I mean? Like so Man. Um But I don't know how he so about about uh about being uh the in jobs, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But um so you you said that you so but but do you feel validated now? It's not so I I I I've come to understand a little bit of my experience as a product of my environment, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and my decisions are products of my programming, right? So my parents, my family, my friends, my peers um, shape my decision making. Through um, through teachings and through uh, showing me how they behave, right? So then I so then I make my decisions based on whether I agree or disagree mm-hmm. on on how whatever I experienced in life, right? And then um, the environment sets the situations, right? And like people always say, oh, you know, you got to make good choices in life. Um, well, guess what? There's people that don't have good choices available to them. People have only bad choices available to them. And so they have to make the best out of the bad choices. And then you're the person that makes bad choices, right? And, uh, and so, uh, and so it's not, it's not validation that I'm looking for anymore. And I don't think I'm going to get validation, um, because, I don't look at life in terms of that. Like, I don't think I'm ever, like, I, that person that I used to be when I was a kid, that doesn't exist anymore. I'm not that person at all, mm-hmm. right? This person that I am now um, is somebody that wants to be honest with themselves and, and trying to do the best that I can with what I got, which doesn't mean that I'm going to get to do everything I want to do. Um, What's something that you want to do that you think is unavailable to you? Uh, like, well, um, I can only talk in the past, right? Because in terms of the future, th- I still may be able to get things accomplished, right? So I don't... So, so um, like, oh, well, Um, so yeah, so so because the first thing I was gonna say was like I want to I wanted to I wanted to have my own podcast, right? And uh, and man, I have not been able to do it for one reason or another, right? I have not been able to do it. 
I, I, I thought I had the equipment, but then maybe I don't have the right equipment. I thought I had a place to do it in. Maybe I don't have a place to do it in. Um, doesn't mean in the future I won't, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm still in my, in, my, in my sights. And as soon as I'm able to do it, I'm going to do it, right? I'm going to do all the things that I want to do okay, if I can. I'm going to call bullshit on you because I've told you that you have the equipment and the place. But... Because I've told you, I've told you that right. if you wanted to do a podcast, right? I would, I would, I would help facilitate that for you, right? Well, and, and well, look, and so, so there, so, and but I'm, it's not bullshit, right? Because we can take that one, one step at a time. See, that's what I like to do with the sophist argument. Take it one step at a time. Um, it's not so much like so. You're offering this opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. But um. But maybe uh, I can think of at least two or three things, right? Number one, I'm not 100% um, comfortable with you, okay? Like, I want to be respectful of your time, and I want to be respectful of your place, and I want to be respectful of your friendship, right? Okay. So that has some effect on how I decide what I do, right? Um, with so, my wife... So, so, let's, so let's, let's go through that. Yeah. Now I'm going to put it back on you. Okay. okay. So you're not comfortable with my, with my time... Yes. Okay. I I have a busy schedule. Right. Okay. But I've also offered to to make time for you. So I've 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 said that I want to I want to make time for you. Right. You're not comfortable with our friendship. Um, but wait, let's stop at that okay. point, right? So you're saying I I um I've offered to make time for you, right? Mm-hmm. And and here's the thing. Honestly, I will never be. At least my life up until now, I I don't I've come to understand that I cannot repay you. But I'm not asking you to. Maybe not, right? But but I'm telling you that this is this is my brain. This is how it works, man. Mm-hmm. I cannot repay you. And I don't right? Want you, I don't and want so, you but if I cannot repay you, it goes into the equation, right? And so then I have to be you, extra you, respectful. You with don't want to be Caesar. You don't want to be Caesar. You don't want to, you don't want to acquire political debts for your future <laughs> well, it, state. It goes a step further than that. I've I've acquired too much already. Too many people have helped me in my life. Yeah, but and I can never repay them, man. And I and and, 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 and that's, that's you have no idea how much that weighs on me on a daily basis. Okay, so so here's the deal. I like you. All right. You know what I mean. I I think that you're an interesting person. I enjoy every conversation, no matter how uncomfortable I may feel while we're having it. All right. Um, I I will give you a specific example. Um, retarded beauty pageants. Right. Wasn't a comfortable conversation for me. <laughs> I'll leave it right there. It's uncomfortable for me too, by the way. It's uncomfortable for me too. But the thing is, is that things that are going to to be great usually start off uncomfortable you know what I mean right. and I'm not fearful of that okay. so so I I do not have a a plethora of friends you know what I mean okay I think that people say they love my business card they think it's a, <laughs> they think it's a great business card I see it as a cry for help oh man have you ever yeah, yeah. seen my business card right it says maybe your next best friend. <laughs> oh my god! You know what I mean? 
I, you know what, buddy? I thought it was weird. I didn't think it was great. I didn't like. I, I don't think I made a comment about it. Um, I thought it was a little bit weird. It's a little weird. You yeah. know what I mean? Because the thing is that every comic wants people to like them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so all I did was I just said I'm not going to hide it. Have you um? Yeah, yeah. Have you um? This is the part where I am uncomfortable. I'm always uncomfortable asking you if you like a particular comic. Go ahead. Because I think that we have a different um, taste we in do, comedy. We do, and that's okay. Right. So do you like Sarah Silverman? I do like Sarah Silverman. Okay. Have okay. you seen her new show, I Love You, America? No. I'm very... I don't... So here's the deal. I enjoy comics uh -huh. when I stumble upon them. Right. I enjoy... Um, I... I enjoy comedy different now than when I than when I was a kid. Okay. When I was a kid, I would grow up and I would watch HBO comedy specials. Okay. They were events. I would sit there sure. with my parents. We would watch it, and it was it was a beautiful time for me. Okay. Um, I watch comedy now, and there's so much that is excuse me, that's out there. And I think that a lot of comics rush stuff. But the things that I love is like watching Jerry Seinfeld's uh, you know, Comedians in Cars. Yeah. Because I get to see if someone is witty. Sure. You can be funny and you can be a great joke writer, but you may not be witty. Okay. And so I think that I put, like, I think Will Ferrell, I, I would rather watch Will Ferrell uh -huh. uh, walking around and having a conversation with somebody than, than him doing a skit Me or too. watching a movie. You know, it's funny you bring him up because I was going to tell you, I don't like anything Will Ferrell is in, right? Yeah. But when I see him interviewed, I like him. Right. I like him. I like who he is. Like I like that person. So I like Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell because he is not someone that he doesn't allow embarrassment to get in the way. In the way of performance. Sure. He doesn't. He doesn't allow that to happen. And I think a lot of people don't want to look stupid. Right. Well. I mean, that's what you grow up. Don't, don't be but stupid. Don't, like, you know I mean? don't you think he's like, like the exact opposite of stupid, right? Mm -hmm. As a person, right? Like yeah. that guy is really like, he knows what's up, right? It's dynamic, yeah, yeah. right? So I, I think his his confidence comes from his knowledge base, right? Like he knows what he's doing, and he's like a pro. He's a pro at what he does, right? Yeah. So anyway, let me make my point about Sarah Silverman then. So he, uh, so there's, a, she has a new show called I Love You America on Hulu TV. I don't know if this sounds like a commercial too, but it's really, really good. Um, it's, it's really good. It's my favorite show right now. But there's a, there's a, so she's doing her, uh, whenever she comes out and, and, and she introduces the, the show, the crowd gets crazy, right? Woo, Sarah, blah, 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 right? So she's like doing something and then somebody in the back yells, Yay, Sarah, or something like that. And she's like, blah, blah. And she's like, and don't pay attention to that guy. He just, that's all he wants. He wants attention, so don't pay attention to him. Right, right, right. And then she goes, wait a minute. She goes, why is that? Why is it that when somebody wants attention, 
we say no fuck you don't pay attention to that person because that's all they want that's what they need she's yeah. like you know if somebody would have just told Hitler you know that's a really nice painting yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah that's, that's a really nice painting of a landscape <laughs> right we might have avoided the holocaust right? Right, right, right and so what's wrong with giving attention to people that need it yeah I mean it's it's I can tell you why. <laughs> because you give them a little and then uh-huh. a little more and a little more and a little more. Wait, and do you think that's it, you? Uh, so you're crying for attention asking for a friend, right? Yeah. So if somebody befriends you, are you going to then encroach upon them and then become this like annoying all the all 24/7 friend? No, because I don't think that I'm a good friend. Okay. And so my self-deprecation, right? So it's similar to yours, okay. In the sense where where I've opened up, I've given you, I've given you a key uh-huh. to unlock something that you said that you wanted to do. Remember how we started? Uh-huh. Was you came up to me and said, "You know what? Um, I like what you do. Um, I was wondering if whatever you need." Uh, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll write for you. I'll work on sound for you. Like I yeah. just want to. I just want to help you succeed in your dreams. Right. And and I remember uh, telling my girlfriend, I was like, um, I think I have an intern. <laughs> like, you know what I, mean? like yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened, but I have an intern. Right. And um, and the thing is that for for me, I just saw someone that says, hey, I eventually want to do something and I'm willing to pay right something to right. get it. Right. And that that's the the, the gold of today. The 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 gold the, the gold rush uh, of today is the ambition of our youth or of people that want to try and create something. Sure. And so, for me, it's just like, hey, like I, I've, you're not the only one that has turned down a, a free offer of podcasting equipment. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, and I think that there are people that are very that are currently successful. Right. In comedy, that I think could only benefit from this. Sure. Yet, for whatever reason, they don't see the potential, or they don't see see it this way. They think, "Oh, well, that's you, you're not going to get there." But right. I know people that this is this is their job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, you know, I don't. I, I really mean it. Like, I don't. I don't need you to pay me. And now right. it's recorded. It's on the like. Here's your, here's your verbal contract. Right. I will never ask you for payment. Right. And I, when I told you before that you had a podcast, I said it's your podcast. Right. Yeah, you did. I I don't want any royalties to it. If you get it monetized, whatever it is is yours. That's it. Right. I want you get want you to get to a place where you can then afford your own equipment and you can branch off. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And do whatever it is that you want to do. And I, I will be able to say, you know what? Like, yeah, that was, that was cool. You can invite me on your podcast every once in a while. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, 
and I would enjoy that. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But but I don't think that I don't think that people people know how to be friends. I don't think people know yeah, how true. to I think people want to be loved and they want to feel this um this unconditional type of emotion. Right. But they really don't know how to accept it and they really don't know how to give it. I, I, I can tell you that that is the case for me 100%. And, 100%. Yeah. And so the thing is, is that how do you, how do you get, get to that point? Right. And so for me, like I, I'm someone that I will try and do, I will try and work hard to be unconditional. You know what I mean? I work right. hard at trying to be unconditional. Interesting. And it's, and I, I have to do it every day when it comes to my kids and my ex-wife and my kids' life with them and the dynamics of that ho- that household. And so my unconditional is is with my boys. And so the thing is, is that people will tell me, like, how are you able to handle this new experience? Yeah. And it's like, well, because... I don't want to do anything that is going to add any pain to my voice. And so whatever whatever that is, it right. comes unconditionally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that um so so as for I for I don't fucking I'm not saying that we have to fucking barbecue every week. Right. I'm not saying and so I think how I would think that this would work is that I would put you on my calendar every other week. We can, you can double up podcasts if you want, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. This works out perfect, this time frame. Right. So every other Sunday, you you come here and you can set up your podcast equipment. Hell, I don't even have to be in the room. You know what I mean? Like, you can just come here, do your thing. I can be over there, fucking hang out, throw on frisbees with my dog in the backyard, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Or if you want to have it at your house, I can set it up in your garage or whatever. We set it up over there. I bring all the equipment, set it down. You Will know, you be you, willing to collaborate? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 well, I don't know what what your intention is in mm-hmm. collaborate. Right. But, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to try new things because here's the deal. Right. What... You're saying, well, you have nothing. You you have nothing to pay me right. with, right? But as a comic, sometimes life is just what what your payment is. Sure, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I I get material by taking my girlfriend to go get ice cream. I don't even yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. And so the thing is, is that the opportunity to experience something that is different, right, is an opportunity for me to feel uncomfortable. It's an opportunity for me to feel, uh, to, to, to misunderstand something. It's an opportunity for me to find something to make me giggle. And it's an opportunity for me to have material. And so those are the things that, that, that you don't see as, an, as a commodity to provide. Yeah. But that's what it is. Right. Um, as for like our friendship... That that part is I don't I don't have expectations of you. You're just interesting to me. Sure. And the thing is is that I think that 
uh, as you gave me compliments, I think that you are smart enough to where I can say, hey, like, like, I'm I'm not comfortable with this. Right. You know what I mean? But I respect what you're doing. You know what I mean? And so, um, and, and I'm learning how to do that. I had a conversation with a comic uh, Friday. I mean, the... The, the bare honest part is like I don't like his standup. Okay. I don't I don't like it. I don't understand it. Sure. I um, if you were to ask me uh, without anybody listening, I think it's shit. Okay. But I understand, and I would never pay to see it. Okay. Okay. But. I went up to him and I said, listen, man, I want you to know that when you go up there and you're doing stand-up, like, I don't understand it. I, I see your passion. I see you writing. I see you putting stuff in a book. You're crafting this. But it's everywhere. And I, when I see you... I see you more as a um, performance artist. Okay. As opposed to a stand-up comic. Sure. And I think that you're writing things, because he was talking about like how like it's, a, it's an idea, and how if he could have someone with him, and it's more like sketch. Right. And I'm like, okay, well that, like you understand that's not stand-up. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is that, and I told him straight to his face, like, although it's not something that I understand or pr- really appreciate, right? I'll never tell you to stop. Right. And the reason is because it does something for you, and it probably does something for others, because I hear people laughing and people right. enjoying it, you know, to whatever extent that that is. But it's not my position to tell you what's good how, and what's how, bad. How to, how to perform your craft. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it's, because it's it's a it's an art form something right. different yeah you know what I mean absolutely um, I was gonna ask you something yeah do you have a guitar I do I, I want to show you something do you have a handy a guitar handy like a like an acoustic yeah or yeah. bring it up man right. let me show you something two seconds on and a pick right there yeah, just dropped. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't I don't use a pick anyway. Okay. I just dropped. But, uh, yeah, I see it. Um so um I used to be way better at uh you have, I, you have a capo on there. Oh yeah I know. Okay. I got this. I got this man. Um I haven't I haven't I haven't performed in a long time and I'm not that good anyway. Um I'm like uh I guess kinda like um 
like a John Denver type, right? Like really simple music, but he had a fucking beautiful voice, right? Yeah. I have a shitty voice. I, I never trained, and I don't um, I don't know if you really want to mic this. It's not gonna be pretty, but it's gonna be kind of funny to you, I think. Although, so I wrote this song intended for it. Let me, let me first see if it's uh, not good enough. Um, um. Kind of like, I, I wrote it like tongue-in-cheek, right? But, uh, but you know, there's been people that tell me they get goosebumps when they hear the song, right? But anyway, so check it out. Let me, let me, let me, let me warm up. <clears throat> One, two. I don't think I've ever played this in front of a, a mic like this. I guess I would have in front of people, right? But it feels weird, I guess, the chair or something. Get nervous. Alright, check it out. <clears throat> Let me see if I can get into it. One, two, one, two. now that do um, guitar comedy. Sure, sure, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, dude, I fucking love that. That's, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't, uh, I, I know that you said that you played before. Right. But I didn't know that, like, well, I guess that you'd write songs, but that you'd write comic songs. Well, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, you know what, that's a punk song, actually, right? Mm-hmm. And when I have, like, a whole band following me and, and doing it, it's, it's a pretty fast song. And, uh, and uh, it's 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 like pretty cool. Yeah. Like I I didn't sing I only sang like the, a couple of verses, right? But uh, so it's a full song, and like, people like it, man. Yeah, I, yeah. Maybe, that fucking fly is killing me, man. I know, man. It's kicking my ass over here. It likes me. It's yeah, like smell. Keep talking. I'm gonna grab all right, right, all right. At some point, we're gonna hear smack that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how did you write that song? Uh, so I used to. Um, 
I was, uh, I, I had a couple of friends, like I told you, we, we had this like wannabe garage band. And uh, so just uh, one day, uh, we were just hanging out, hanging out, you know, doing the thing band people do. Uh, it was in Phoenix, but it was really hot. You know what it was? I think it was, um, anorexia had become really popular. Uh-huh. Like, like uh, there was, oh, there's this problem. back around like 2003 to 2004. Mm-hmm. And anorexia was, uh, was, was, was kind of like the opiate, opioid epidemic is right now, right? Back then it was anorexia. So I was like, I'm going to write a song about liking my girlfriend because she's anorexic, right? And, yeah. and, and, and really it's, it's, so, it's just to bring about awareness, right? Right. But, but in, a, in a funny way. Um, so yeah, I, I, I wrote a, a bunch of songs like that, man. Um, I wanted to show you another song that I, I think you would find interesting. Uh, this song is called, uh, I don't know what it's called actually. I don't, I don't know. I don't, some songs, I never gave them a, a name or I would like just have like a temporary name or whatever. Mm. But, uh, but, uh, but I wanted to show you this one too. Anyway, I, I'm showing you this because I want to show you that um, sort of the dimension of, of what I mean when I tell you I want to do a podcast, but I want to do something a little different and, and, and a little more lively yeah. than, than what people typically do. And, and, um, and, and I'll, I'll show you at some point what I want to do with, with, uh, with audio, like snippets of, of, of newscasts and stuff like that and, and uh, how I want to... I w- part of what I want to do is I want to translate current events for people like me to understand them, right? Because the news is not created for the working class, right? The news is created for the middle class and for... Um, I don't know if you, you want to... I don't know what you're going to do with it. I would, I would have just thrown it on the carpet, but... That's fine. Okay. On the carpet. <laughs> So anyway, so I wanna I wanna I wanna translate current events for people like me, right? So they, they can understand what's going on. But anyway, so a big part of my philosophy of, of understanding how life works and what needs to happen in order for people to 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 gain a little more um, equity in life. Um, I heard this guy from the Black Lives Matter movement speak on the Sarah Silverman show, and um, he was explaining. This guy's a PhD in, in, in something or other, and he's a, he's one of the one of the members of the Black Lives Matter movement, one of the organizers. Uh, which apparently is not, it's not. We're doing the same thing with that as we did with the Indians, man. And it, so this part it, it annoys me a little bit. Um, in, in, in American society, because American government and American society is a hierarchy with one person at the top, we want to pretend or we want to believe that every organization is that way. And the truth is that they're not, right? And for sure now we know historically that the Native Americans, they didn't organize themselves that way. There wasn't one fucking chief that was in charge of everybody and he could make decisions for people. Like every head of a family was a chief, right, to his family, right? And, and so anyway, so the Black Lives Matter movement is kind of like that in that there's, there's a bunch of chiefs, right, depending on, on, on where people are from. But anyway, um, I heard this guy talking about how, so we used to fight for equality, right? And so somehow they defined equality in a way in which uh, people can now say, hey, we reached equality, you have equal rights, so stop complaining, right? And so what the guy is saying is, now we are trying to fight for um, equity, right? So we're, we're trying to fight for equity so that the people that don't have any equity, they can gain some equity, and then maybe the field can be a little more level, and then we can get things uh, done, or, or, or however you want to see it. And anyway, so anyway, 
This song that, that, that I'm going to play you the song is, um, I wrote this song with my friend Will Styles, and um, I don't know what the fuck it's called or anything, man. And it's just a, it's just a thought. I won't even play the whole song because I haven't, I did not prepare, I didn't practice, but I really wanted to show you some of these. So here we go, check this out. Ourselves on fucking fire every day. It don't matter anyway, it's what you said. As we set off on this journey in the open sea, baby, it's only you and me. Everybody now. Oh, 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 oh. that song and I'd be like oh I wrote that song she's like you wrote that song <laughs> yes you're on like 30 songs you've written you've written 30 songs I, I, I about I've written More a bunch of songs man but I'm um, check it out I get all I get all nervous cause I'm yeah and uh and then and I don't perform as well I'm conscious I'm too conscious of my surroundings yeah if I'm not at least a little bit um off kilter uh huh but um, but yeah, yeah, I've written a bunch of songs, um, and and I love it, man. I love it. I don't, I don't get to perform. I don't get to like do music anymore. You know what I mean? So, so do you? Do you not perform because you don't have the band, or do you feel you need a band, or do you just not have? Opportunity because of life with demands of the family. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I work right, and I get home. I don't fucking have energy to do shit. Man, 
And I definitely don't have the energy to try to convince my wife that it's okay for me to leave her at home and I'm going to go hang out with these dudes or go to this yeah, bar man, and I'm just going to go perform and I'll be gone three or four hours and I'm going to drink yeah. and, you know, I'm going to do my thing. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So I um, I think that I'm I'm very fortunate in in my relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even though, like, my girlfriend wants to fucking cuddle all the time. Dude, she's like, Ugh. like if I could sleep with my face on your face, like, are you a cat? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't breathe. Like, but um, but the thing is that like, there's, you know, she she wanted to. I told her like I want to start going and doing stand up on every other Thursday when we have the boys. Okay. Because on Thursdays they go with my parents because it's an early uh, day for my girlfriend to go in and so they spend the night at grandma and grandpa's. They love it. Sure. My mom gets to make them brownies or whatever and so that's just a great day for them. All right. And so for me, like I just found out that there's this new spot. I want to start doing comedy over there and so um, it would be fantastic for, for me to go and, and do stand on Thursdays. And so I told her, like, this is something that I, I want to start doing. And then I told her on Wednesday, and then Wednesday, she said, oh, is where we can go on a date. And I was like, um, okay. You know, because I've been kind of shitty throughout the week. Like, I I felt, I, I sometimes, she says that I'm a fantastic boyfriend, and that I'm very, like, um, that, that I, I do a lot for her. Sure, sure. And, I, and she's, and that There's I'm. There's a lot of good qualities. I don't fucking see it. You know right. what I mean? Like, I just don't. And the thing is that I, I like, because I can be, I can be short-tempered with, um, with just, but not to where I get angry. Right. But I just go, ugh. I yeah, yeah. Like no, you're not into it. I just go, ugh. Like yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do it, but I'll grumble yeah. as I do it. You know what I mean? And so um, I felt like I, I grumbled too much that right. week, you know? Yeah. And so... Um, I I was like, yeah, we'll go to dinner, you know, and then come to find out my son's wrist, he was supposed to get a cast, and so my son's wrist was completely out of place. I ended up having to hold my son down while they try and manually oh. uh, uh, manipulate the bones back into place, which don't fucking, which didn't work, because it had been set for three weeks. Oh, man. And so, um, you know, it was just a bad day. So I, I but we're at dinner afterwards, and, um, and I told her, I was like, you know, I... I I know that you know everything that happened today, and I, but I really feel like I need to start doing comedy in other places. Yeah, and she was like, "You're right." You know what I mean? Like I, I want you to. She says because That's cool. even though you're you're doing stand up and you have this thing every Friday night, you know, it's you're 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 in one place. Yeah, and you need to you need to do comedy outside yeah. of this one area. To, to to make yourself more dynamic, you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah, it's part of the it's part of the evolution. Yeah, and so the thing is that there's, um, but I'm also very open and honest with her mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, I had some ex girlfriend like, like, send me a, a friend message, mm-hmm. and so I accepted it, um, and I was like, oh yeah, okay. Well then, last night she's like, hey, like I just feel like getting crazy tonight. Like, what are you doing? Um, are you married or not? And right. I was like, 
oh, I have a girlfriend, I live with her. And she's like, okay, well, I'm never going to talk to you again. Like, thanks. Right. And I was just like, I didn't even see that coming. Right. You know, but I told her. Right. You know, and she's like, well, yeah, the reason why you don't see it is because you don't see your, your value. That's you know right. what I mean? Yeah. And so she's like, my girlfriend's awesome in that sense, you know? Right. But we don't have kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't have kids. Yeah. We're not married. Yeah, it's um, that type of relationship. Yeah, there's a it's difference. Yeah, there's a dynamic part that is that is not there, you yeah. know? And um, quite possibly one of the one of the things that that makes me hesitant about moving to that spot. You know what I mean? Well, one thing is for sure, right? Um, when you have kids, things change, right? Mm -hmm. They can change for the better or for the worse, depending on your perspective and mm -hmm. your expectations. Yeah. But, they, but, but for sure, you're introducing a new variable into the equation, and so the result is going to be different. Right. Um, I had that with, with my wife. My wife and I um, had our daughter after... I want to get the math right, but at, we were at least together at least four years before we had our daughter. Yeah, it wasn't a six-month oops. Yeah. No. Yeah. And so we had four years of a lot of fun, a lot of fighting, Yeah. a, a, a lot of that kind of relationship, but we loved each other, right? So it was great. And even with the roller coaster of the... Because all the fights are stupid, right? They're like... How did you guys meet? Um, we met at work, at work, but we didn't work together. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I worked for a corporation that was a healthcare organization that had a bunch of clinics. Okay. And, uh, when we met, I was already one of the head honchos at the corporate office and she was a kitchen aide at one of the kitchens. Oh, at one okay. of the clinics. And I met her because her mom was also worked in one of the clinics. She, um, she saw me. I had worked in one of those clinics for a, on a three-month uh, temporary assignment, and I got to know people, and so people in that clinic knew me, and they knew that oh, I was the guy that went to the corporate office, uh -huh. and it was a it, it was a it, it's an organization with a really popular CEO. Okay. Like this guy, if he hasn't already, I think in the past one time he ran for office, and he's mm -hmm. going to run for office at some point. Oh, okay. Uh, he's a really popular and really, like, beloved CEO of the company. Okay. Uh, and I worked my way to being, like, a special assistant to that guy. Oh, okay. And so I was kind of a popular guy myself because of that. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever we had an event or something, I'd be standing right next to him. So anyway, so this lady from one of the clinics comes over to me and she says, hey. I would say that you're, hold on. So I would say that just, yeah. you were visible. Right. Because of him. But I think your popularity was probably because of him. Who you are. Well, thank you. But I'm, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to stroke anybody's dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I think that a lot of times people are, and I'm, 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 I'm jealous, or I'm, I'm uh, not jealous. I'm uh, uh, guilty of that as well. Uh, like I don't, I don't take like I'm visible because of my size, right? But I think I'm popular because of my size. And that's that's necessarily right. The same I thing. see what you mean. Go ahead. Yeah, that makes sense. So. In any case, so this lady comes over to me and she says, hey, my, my daughter is looking for a new job. Can you help her with a resume? Mm -hmm. And I was like, sure. You know, yeah. um, I'm, I'm good at that. Send her, send, her, send her to my office. You yeah. know what I mean? And so then this girl shows up and, um, and she was hot. Yeah. But she was 19. And at the time I was already like, I mean, I was maybe 31, I think. Mm -hmm. And so 
She was I don't, I, so I don't I think that we're around the same age. Okay. Is that the, is that true? I'm forty one. So I may have been thirty four. Uh, you know, okay. I'm not doing the math properly. Okay. But I was maybe thirty four then. Um so if I wanna be let's see if I can be more accurate. My girlfriend is seventeen years there's a seventeen year difference. So okay. So, so I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not judgmental. No, and, and, well, I'm not there yet. I'm not to yeah, the yeah, point where you yeah. can judge me because <laughs> when I first met her, I, I she was like a hot young girl, but right, right, right. way out of my league. Like I, it, it would never occur to me to hit on her. Okay, like there's no chance. Right, right. I'm an old man, fat old man. You don't have any Weinstein loins mm-hmm. burning in you. No, well. <laughs> That doesn't mean that I wouldn't want to. Right. I'm right. just saying I, I there's. You can sit right next to you. I don't um. I don't um. I'm not um. What's the, I've been accused of being delusional. I'm not delusional in that regard. Right. Right. I think I'm smarter than everybody, but I know I'm not richer than anyone, and I know I'm not better looking than most people. Right. Yeah. And so um. Anyway. So anyway um. She came over, I helped her with a resume, and, uh, and, uh, and then that was it. She went away. But, so, I gave her my business card. Okay. And I said, hey, you know, because um, she was thinking of joining the Army, and I was like, don't join the Army. This is, the Army is not for you. Uh, I've been yeah. in the Army. It's not for you. You have options. <laughs> yeah, like, go to college. Yeah. You know, like, do a bunch of stuff, right? And, yeah. uh, and her mom takes care of her. What, what is she, you know, worried about? Anyway... <laughs> So I left it at that, man. Um, so, man. So she, I guess she was 19, but she was about to turn 20. Because like a year later, man, like one year later, I'm hanging, I'm in Vegas with friends. Uh-huh. And I get a phone call. And it's her. And she says, oh, my God. She was like, um, you're the guy from the corporate office, right? And I'm like, yeah. She was like, I'm sorry, I called the wrong number. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, aren't you? And, and I was like, who are you? And she was like, oh, I'm so-and-so. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know, I know who you are. I was like, what's up? Why, why, why are you? And I was like, oh, you, so you called the wrong number? And she was like, yeah. And she was like, I, I was calling my friend for a ride. I guess the guy's name is Daniel, too. Uh-huh. So she was calling her friend, some guy she was going to go out with, man. She right. Probably, you know, she's telling me, all oh, yeah. whatever. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. I was like, well, you know what, though? Um, so I'm in, I'm in Vegas, and I'm drunk with my friends, yeah. right? Yeah, you got the trifecta. So some going. hot chick calls me. You got the trifecta. And, you and got a bet. You got a right? Bet. On the nose. And I'm striking out in Vegas. <laughs> okay. Right? So, I, so I'm like, hey, when I get back from Vegas, I'm partying over here. I can't, yeah. you know, I'm striking out. When I get back, we should hang out. Yeah, right. I said that, right? So she was like, really? You want to hang out? And I was like, yeah, let's hang out. So, we didn't, we didn't hang out for like, but I, 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 she said yes, but we didn't set anything up or nothing happened, right? So, something like two months later, I see her at the clinic or something, and so we agreed, let's go out Friday or whatever, right? So, we went out one time, and at this I, point... I will say that, that most, if, if anyone were to tell me, hey, where'd you meet your girl? Like, oh, I met her at the clinic, like... Usually, like, that's, that's, a, a, that's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so we, we went out one time. We didn't go out. I took her to dinner, right? I took yeah. her to dinner, and then I dropped her off. 
I didn't even kiss her or anything, man. I yeah. just dropped her off. It was a nice time. I am not a good date. I don't know how to close the deal. I don't not that kind of person. I'm right. not. I'm not a cool guy at all. Okay. I'm cool with friends. Like like I can. I'm a good conversation. Yeah. But I, I don't know how to hit on chicks and how to do that. Like I'm not good at it. I've never been good at it. And uh, I, and at this point, I'm I'm not probably not gonna be good at it, right? Yes. But anyway. Anyway, um, I, this, this, this proves that I was not good at it. She wouldn't go out with me again after that. Okay. She would say yes, and then she would cancel on me at the last minute. True story. Um, like three months after that, um, I, I ran into her at the corporate office, so she agreed to uh, go out with me. Mm. And uh, so I would run into her, and that's how I convinced her, right, to go out with me. Because I, I, like, if I called her or whatever, she wouldn't pick up or whatever, right? Like, yeah. So that I, I, I had no chance, no chance with this girl. Yeah. <sighs> um, I, I ran into her at, at the corporate office, so she agreed to go out with me that Friday. And then that Friday came and went, and, and she fucking didn't show up, and she didn't go out with me. And so the next day, I was 100% sober and... and Feeling shitty about myself. Yeah. I borrowed my friend's motorcycle and I almost killed myself. Really? Where, not, where were you? not on purpose. No, I, no, no, no. But where I were you at? Uh, in East LA. Okay. Uh, on Olympic Boulevard in Garfield. That's where I hang out. Olympic and Garfield. What kind of bike was it? A GSXR 650. Nice. And it, six, was, it, was, it was dropped. Yeah, it was a, it was uh, a 650. Uh, but it was dropped like for drag racing a little uh -huh. bit. Yeah. My friend's like in one of those motorcycle clubs or whatever, right? So I think your numbers might be wrong. It's a six six fifty six fifty. I think it's a six hundred six hundred. They have a six hundred. Yes, six R. Yeah, yeah, it's a six hundred, not the seven fifty. It was six hundred. Okay. Um, um, and um, I've ridden bikes a lot in mm -hmm. my life, and I'm always about safety and all that, right? But this day, I'm just I'm, I was one hundred percent sober, and I was not, I was a little bit I I think disappointed or something. I just had like a bad yeah feeling. So I decided to just take off really fast on the bike, man. I never do that. I never do that. In an alley, I did that, right? So I take off. Um, I only got to second gear, but in one of those bikes, you go like 60 miles, right? Yeah, second, second gear, you can get up pretty quick. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and, and I was in the alley, and I was coming up on Garfield already. I could see Garfield in the alley, right? So I'm like, oh, shit, I better brake. Right. So I jam on my brakes. And the front, like bottom, bottom, like it, I, I've never seen that before. I've never been in that situation where I did that. And, and, and it just bombed in, 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 in a split second, you know, the bike was sliding and I was behind it. Um, and uh, so I was like on my left side. So from my, from my, um, like not my calf, but the side of my calf, right? My knee, my hip, my shoulder, my entire left hand was like, Imagine sliding on asphalt, right? So everything is just getting all fucked up and burning. Yeah, no gear on. Oh, no, I was wearing shorts, Chuck Taylors, a tank top. Uh, and so then I no gloves. Get, no, no, hell no. So, so then... <laughs> I can just imagine. Oh, hold on, hold on. It's so I'm, terrible. I'm, and then people I'm, in I'm, East I'm, LA... I got shorts and a, and a, a white beater on. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I need my motorcycle gloves. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. In the 80s, I would have done that. <laughs> but uh, and then it's East LA, right? So people hang out in the alleys. Like there's people, like people having beer, people just hanging out, right? Music. So I'm like sliding down the alley, and people are looking at me. Like people are like, "What the fuck?" Like seeing me pass by, 
yeah. you know, sliding on my side, right? And then and I can imagine because it's LA, you now have hecklers. <laughs> like, I know, right? Like, hey. no, so, no, man. Um, so, look at this I felt terrible. Right? <laughs> oh, man. My, my friend's really proud of his bike, right? Uh, and so, I got up and I walked to the, the bike was like, it wasn't like, I, I, I jammed on the brakes way before the, 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 before Garfield, so I didn't get to Garfield. Yeah. But it was about like maybe a house before Garfield. And I was maybe about two houses before Garfield yeah. when I got up, right? So I got up, I go get the bike, and when I lift it, the bike's on its left side also, so the left um, grip is like on fire, yeah. right? Yeah. And the, uh, the, the, the shifter is broken, but what, the pieces are like on fire, right? I don't give a fuck, man. I pick it up, I shift it into first gear by hand, and it burns me, right? But I don't give a fuck. I just deal with the burn. I put it in first gear. I, I turn it on. I, I grab the left brake, and it's fucking hot, right? I don't give a fuck. I just turn it around, and I ride it back to my friends. And I park it. And my friends are like, you all right, man? You all right, dog? And I'm like, yeah, man. And I told my... I like, first thing I do is I park the bike, and I kick the stand out. And I look at him. I go, I'm going to pay you for all this, man. Don't worry. And then I sit down in the middle of the alley and I say, I'm fucking tired, dog. And I just sit down in the alley and I lay back down like I'm going to take a nap right there. <laughs> like, hey, dog, what the fuck, dude, you know? So somebody gives me, immediately, somebody gives me a beer. And then my other friend goes, hey, here, dog, that's two Vicodin. So I took two Vicodin. And then, um, and then I, had no, I have a friend that I know he had bud. So I'm like, hey, dog, you got to hook me up, man. I, I need some medicinal. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So he's like, hey, dog, for sure. So then they, they gave me some weed and then the beer and then another beer. And then um, I go inside the house and I just wrap my arm up and my leg up because I'm wearing shorts anyway. So I just wrap up my leg. And I had not noticed that my hip hurt or anything like that yet or my shoulder. I didn't realize. But just I, all I see is the blood, right? And, and so I, I just cover all that up. Yeah. And then the homie shows up and he's like, damn, dog, what happened to you? And I'm like, crash this food bike right and he's like oh fuck hey i'm going to the dodger game you want to go or what and i'm like hell yeah so we just go to the dodger game man and i'm, I'm at the dodger game bandaged up like my shit is red right and um for all the for all the angels fans that have an idea of who attends the dodgers game right you just solidified it. No, man, it's a trip, right? so then no so the, so they went to the dodger game right and there's like high drunk idiots that are like, right? and there's like and there's like chicks there, right? And check this out. No, we're not the only stupid ones, man. These chicks actually asked me if I was a boxer because they could see the bandages on my. Because I think I was wearing long sleeve, right? So the yeah. red wouldn't show, right? So I'm wearing a long sleeve. So they're like, are you a boxer? And I'm like, no, I just crashed a motorcycle. You think I'm gonna fucking come in my boxing fucking hand wraps? Yeah, just to show off. And, uh, yeah, man. And so then I ended up going to the hospital, not to the hospital, to the urgent care, like, two days later. Yeah. And they had to take off the bandages, man. And they were, like, stuck. Oh, oh my God. It was so painful. I, I actually, um, I had a motorcycle. Uh-huh. I had a, a Yamaha uh, R1. Okay. And my The last, YZ. Uh, the crotch rocket? Crotch rocket. Yeah, it's a YZ yeah. R1, right? And I had a, uh, my license plate was WTA. J-E-R-K. What a jerk. Oh and, I would, and I would park it all the way in um, between two cars. So oh, right. I would come to drive and be like, fuck, I'm going to have to read my <laughs> license plate. But, um, oh, what a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I was, 
I used to love that thing. And so I, I decided to go uh, up to... Uh, I was riding with a buddy of mine named Chris. And Chris was a phenomenal rider. I met him on, on a uh, like an R1 group. Uh-huh. And so uh, we met up uh, at my house, I think. And then we rode uh, out the 210 out to the two and then uh, jumped on jumped on the two okay so we, and so we're only oh, again though yeah, yeah yeah and so the idea was to to ride um, Angeles Crest Highway all the way back the mountains to um, uh, actually we, we hit Glendora Ridge Road first okay which is it basically looks like silly string on a map a lot of turns off okay. these canyons. Yeah. And then come out, go to the two, and then take Angeles Crest Highway, which goes all the way up through Mount Wilson, all the way back to the 138, which is over by, like, the 15 oh, freeway. Yeah. And then, come on. And so um, we did uh, a GRR, Glenora Ridge Road, and that's just a fun ride. You're just, I mean, real tight turns. Uh-huh. Um, and he's just, I mean, he's, he's not touching me, but he's almost dragging his knee on these turns and just, Flying, and right. I'm not that guy. Like, I'm, no, I'm just nice and easy going through right, joint. Right. I'm too fat to be doing that and put that kind of pressure on a tire. Yeah, yeah. And so um, on yourself too, man. Yeah, and so but I, I, I'm going through that. So then we leave Glendora Ridge Road, heading up to Angeles Crest Highway, and you have to climb Mount Wilson. I mean, you're climbing, and so when you're when I would go into turns, I would just hit tap my rear brake which would slow me down enough to go into the turns, accelerate out, go up to the next one, rear brake, yeah. accelerate out. And so I'm going up, right? So I get to the first apex, which is a downhill uh-huh. left. Okay. So I come up over the ridge, and I go and I tap, yeah. my rear, I tap my rear brake, nothing's happening. A little bit harder on my rear brake, I'm not stopping. I slam on my rear brake. And the tail comes up. Never touch my front. I never touch the front brake at all. My bike starts to slide. Yeah. Uh, and fish when I, tail, yeah, yeah. fish tail. So my so my 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 uh, rear tire starts to slide right. Okay. And I am now pitched at a forty five degree angle, um, sliding sideways towards a left hand turn. And I'm thinking, well, I gotta lay it down. Yeah. So I Relax my my body, uh-huh. and as I relax my body, my foot comes off the rear brake. Okay, which it catches now. Now the rear tire spins. Right, and a motorcycle wants to ride, wants to go straight. Okay, so it's it wants it, to ride. It itself. wants to, it wants to it wants to ride itself. The gyroscopic force. Exactly. So as I relax. The, the Yamaha R1 has uh, the Yamaha tuning forks okay. emblems on either side of the gas tank. Okay. And so I see the Yamaha logo flash in front of my face. Okay. And I think... What the fuck? That's not supposed to happen. And I'm now airborne. Oh, my God. So I high side. So when it yeah, righted... It, it would- it pitched Spitch. me yeah. like a catapult in yeah. the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now I'm in the air, and I think, "Oh shit, I gotta get to my back." So I, 
I literally like throw a punch towards the ground uh-huh. to start my turn. Yeah, yeah. My right arm slams into my ribs and I feel the ground and I throw my hands and my arms out uh-huh. like a like a like a, a, a snow angel. Okay. Yeah. And as I do that, I start to see all of this dirt uh-huh. like flying up okay. around me. Okay. And I stop. And so I'm laying on the ground and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and I and I'm hearing everything and I'm thinking, okay, I didn't lose consciousness because I remember seeing the dirt. And I start squeezing my hands and I go, okay, I don't have anything broken in my hands. And then I twist my 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 hands and I go, okay. I wiggle my toes. I'm like, okay, I feel my toes wiggling. And I move my ankles. Nothing's broken there. And then I was so afraid that I'd broken my pelvis just because... The impact? Just because I know that that's horrible. Oh, okay, okay. And so I I bring my heel up. Uh Nothing hurts there. My other heel up. Nothing hurts there. And then I still haven't moved my neck because I'm still worried about all of this, right? Yeah. So I then sli- like kind of wiggle my hips back and forth, you know, just slide my butt left and right. Like, okay, back feels fine. So then I, I, I start to turn my neck left and right. No pain. Fuck, I guess I'm, I'm okay. I feel pain in my ribs. I feel pain in my ribs. Um, we feel that's, like but that's, with it. that's it. Yeah. And so I get, I get up. I'm like, okay. I guess I'm, I'm okay. And then I look at my bike's on the ground. I'm like, oh shit, my bike. And so I run over and I pick my bike up. Uh, thing is, uh, and I, I look at it. Yeah, I look at it. Um, the front fairing, which is like this front plastic piece that holds the, the light, right. is cracked. But I still have my front brake reservoir from a brake fluid. Um, I can see that my, my um, front right brake is is bent but functional. I look down my uh, my right um, brake looks like it's kind of damaged, but um, I can kind of like my peg looks kind of fucked up. But I'm like okay, and I think, hold on, I might be in shock. Right. So I set the so I, I set the the brake down, um, and uh, and I go and I I think I got to go sit down on the railing. So I walk over and I sit on the railing and I take my, my helmet off. And people, a few people have driven by and I just look like a guy that's taking a break. Right. You know? Right. Um, my jacket, I had a titanium plate on my right shoulder that was uh, sheared. Um, okay. Just scratched yeah. down. Yeah. Uh, jacket is torn. Um, I actually have the jacket in that in that uh, closet I was you. Um, and I'm I have pain in my knee. I have pain in my knee because I I clipped it, and when I clipped it, um, you can see the the scar right. Here. Yeah. All right. All so, right. So um, for those that are listening, it's probably about the size of uh, a little bit about the size of a golf ball. Bigger than um, that, a little bigger than that. A little bigger than that. Yeah. But that was down, I could see white on there. So, 
and I'm bleeding through through that. So I'm like, uh, so I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm sitting there for a while. I'm thinking, I, I would think my buddy should be showing up pretty soon, you know? Right. But he's he's nowhere to be seen. The, the fuckers are gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I know. I know. So so <laughs> he so he comes back after probably what, what, what I would think is about ten to fifteen minutes. Ah. And um, he he like pulls up, and he says, "Did you go down?" <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, I, I high sided." And you lived? <laughs> and I said, "I think so." <laughs> and he looks at my skid mark from and, way where, and the skid mark, no lie, it looks about. 120 feet. Oh my god. And he goes, How fast were you fucking going? Uh, I, I'm really not sure. You don't know? I don't know. And so, um, just then, a guy in a Jeep pulls up. And he drives by, and then he turns around and comes back. And uh, he goes, uh, Did you go down? And I go, uh, Yeah, high sided. You lived? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> you know, he says, "Do you need to call anybody?" Not married at the time, yeah. and I've got a uh, uh, three-year-old and a one-year-old. And I said, "Anyone that I will need to call doesn't want to hear from me." Oh. Do you have duct tape? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> so he pulls out this big old duct tape. Yeah. So I duct tape the bike up. Uh, the duct, duct tape the bike up. And I ride. I'm going to ride it home. Yeah. Uh, as I'm riding, I feel this red hot pain uh-huh. that is just about a half inch above my belly button. Yeah. And it's getting really, really oh, hot. I can imagine. Okay. And I'm thinking, um, well, I may be bleeding internally. Okay. But I, I don't know. You know, right. You don't know. And I don't want to stop and wait for someone to go call and get an ambulance because then, you know. Right. I so I'm going to ride myself yeah. to the hospital. Oh, so I ride home. Oh. <laughs> and so I get home, and my, my buddy's like, can I use your bathroom? And I said, yeah, sure. So we walk in the house, and uh, I open up the door, and I was like, hey, babe. I said, Chris is here. And she's like, oh, okay. How was your ride? And I said, uh, I, I kind of went down. She says, what? What do you mean you kind of went down? I was like, yeah, high-sided. And she says, get up here. Now, I'm bleeding. My leg hurts. I said, can you come downstairs? She says, I'm naked. All right. So you fucking walk upstairs. So I climb the stairs. (laughs) I am covered in dirt. Uh, I'm bleeding from my my arm and uh, from my leg. And she looks at me and she says, you are never riding that fucking bike again. (laughs) And I look at her and I go, listen, you're emotional. (laughs) Can you drive me to the ER? (laughs) (laughs) She starts crying. And so I go to the, um, I didn't have uh, homeboys to to fix me up. So I go to the ER, which happens to have all my friends there. Oh, okay. Because I knew people that worked sure, there. Sure, sure. So they're in there. I've got two broken ribs. Ah, oh. And they're training some girl. 
in the ER. And so they they go and they get this they get this little um, I mean for lack of a better word, it was like uh, back teen and a little rag. Uh-huh. And so they're they're like tapping tapping the, yeah. the open sore on right. my oh, on, on my knee. And they're like, okay, yeah, that looks about that looks uh, we're uh, we're just gonna put a bandage on you and um, and you're gonna be you're gonna be good. And I was like, uh, are you scrubbing it out? Now wife is holding the one year old and right. the three year old is standing at okay. the t- at the edge of my table. And uh, the the girl like looks at the at the training nurse right. concerned, and I said, "Listen to me. I've had a I, I once had a, a wound at the beach that the hospital did not clean correctly. Oh. I got a staph infection, and they had to scrub the scab off. Oh, it's oh. all it's already open. Let's clean it right the first time. Right. And she's like." I'll get the stuff. And this lady just like, she just goes white, you know, the, the training girl. So they open up the, the packet of, um, whatever that, the, it's a, that like brown iodine. Okay. And they take out what looks like a, um, a nail cleaner, uh-huh. except it's just plastic teeth. Oh, that are, oh. are, are, they're probably about like this long, probably about a, a quarter of an inch long. Yeah. But they're teeth. Yeah. And uh, oh. they start scrubbing. They're scrubbing it. And as they're scrubbing my open wound on my knee, my three-year-old looks at me and says, is that making it feel better, Daddy? <laughs> and I go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, oh, that's man, making it feel all better. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what? I had a better experience than you because I didn't go to the to, to urgent care until two days after, right? Well, you got um, a, I was just saying, no, you had, you had a bunch of better experience. You had weed and a, and a, yes, and a Dodger. Yes, and no, and guess what else? <laughs> when, when on Sunday, it became evident that I needed to go to the hospital, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because those things were just stuck to my body, yeah. and I was in pain. I was in a lot of pain, um, which I, I think it was a shock that had dulled it the first day. Yeah, and then the second and the day, day, yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but it, but believe me, by the second day it wasn't working, and by the third yeah. day it was I I, yeah. I couldn't deal with it anymore. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, I go I go and um, they hooked me up to morphine. Ooh. So they gave me morphine, um, and uh, you know it's funny I don't. They told me twice that I have a high threshold for pain. And, yeah. uh, and uh, so this is one of the times, and they said that you you are in a lot of pain right now. And yeah. I was like, I, I mean, I know. It fucking hurts. <laughs> That's right here. <laughs> and then uh, so they gave me, but, uh, but you know what, too, is I get in a really bad mood. I'll be like crabby, right? But when they gave me the morphine, um, after like 50 minutes, I was laughing and cracking jokes. And yeah. the doctor comes in, and he's like, oh, yeah, he's good. He's good yeah. to go. And then, yeah, they just fucking took him off, ripped him off. I, I didn't feel anything, man. I was fucking high. Yeah. And then they just scraped my arm, they scraped my leg. Um, but they, what they didn't do is they never, um, they didn't do any extras. I didn't tell them about it, but, um, I used to be in crazy shape, crazy good shape. Yeah. Um, and I, I used to do, uh, push up sit-ups and run every day. Uh, uh, especially, um, I, no, not especially, um, it's a result of being in the army for many years, yeah. right? Yeah. And, uh, that, that, I stopped that time. I stopped and then I haven't gotten back to that ever again because, 
About a couple months after that, I tried to do push-ups, and I, I couldn't do push-ups because um, my shoulder wouldn't let me. And so then I, oh, I, just, really? I just stopped doing it. But you had asked me how I met my wife, and we got into this. Yeah. So what happened is um, I crashed my bike. I didn't talk to her again, whatever. Six months later, now it's December, right? So I had met her like two years. Like two years had passed since I had first met her, man. Mm. And uh, um, so she was 22 now because I met her, I guess, when she was about to turn 20. But to mm. me, she was a 19-year-old, right? So now yeah. she was 22. She called me out of nowhere and she says, so where do you um, where do you stay at? Do you still stay over here? And I was like, yeah, I still here. Like, what? But it's not like you're going to come over and fucking yeah. don't like me. <laughs> I, did not, she, I did not believe she liked me, right? Yeah. Um, so she comes over and she hangs out with me that night, right? Mm-hmm. And then she goes home and I'm like, well, you know, have a nice life, you know, yeah. <laughs> fucking, I, you know, I'm not going to see you again. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, what the fuck do you mean? What do I mean? Yeah, I know you, I'm not going to see you. I don't, I don't ever fucking see you. I see you once and I don't see you So enjoy yourself. Yeah, I don't know. And, yeah. But, but. She was like, that's stupid. I'll come back. And I was like, really? Are you going to come back? I was like, am I going to see you tomorrow? And she was like. She was like, you want to see me tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, I want to see you tomorrow. And she was like, okay, let's hang out tomorrow. So then we hung out the following day. And then we hung out the day after that. This was in December. January 1st, we moved in together. That's awesome, man. And then in February, we got married. I thought you said that you were... Oh, okay, that's right. Okay, very good. Okay, but you were together for four years before you had we, kids. We right? had kids, yeah. Wow, so we, but, you got, but you got married really quick. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And then and, and it was it was a trip, man. It was really cool, really cool, really cool. And you know, to this day, we we, we argue and we hang out and everything. And but uh, but look, she's, been, she's been calling me now. Oh, really? And uh, she she's been texting me. Uh, let me let me see. She just she just texted me. I just want to make sure you're alive. So I'm <laughs> I'm texting her a kiss, and then I'm gonna text her. I'll be home for Christmas. <laughs> What's the what's the one thing what's what's your the the thing you love most about her? I don't know, man. Um, so I love the fact that she is beautiful. Okay. Um, in like so before I was with her, my life was very manly. And very uh, tough, and so uh, in my house, you would never catch me watching Sarah Silverman or Amy Schumer or anything like that. Fuck that, right? Yeah. I'm watching uh, 300 uh, and Top Gun. Yes, not yeah. those particularly because I don't like those, <laughs> but uh, but but definitely like Friday, Menace to Society, yeah, right, American Me, um, um. And uh, and on my walls, I had all my like all of my my army medals, my uh, 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 college, um, you know, dean's list, diplomas, my 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 college degrees. I had all this shit. I I was about myself, right? Um, well, when she caught me, because there's there's a whole lot that I haven't told you about. When I met her, I I didn't see my kids, man. I had a, re- a, 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 a I had a, a what do you call that? Um, restraining order, man, from seeing one of my sons. Oh wow! Because I I had an incident with him where I was accused of beating him up. I didn't beat him up, but I did threaten him, oh. and uh, so I went to jail for a week. Mm. They wanted to put me in jail for a year. I fought it for like a year. I fought that, um, 
but uh, but they did put a restraining order on me for a year, so I, I wouldn't. I was not able to see my son at all, and then my other two kids, I would only, I could only see them supervised like once a month. Oh wow! It was really yeah. fucked up. It was a fucked up time of my life. So my life, I was a really angry person, right? Right. And what the reason I fell in love with my wife? Because um, I mean, I had hung out with other girls, right? Yeah. Um, and um, I had had good times, but. But my wife, I noticed it one day, like, man, after, like, two weeks of hanging out with her, mm-hmm. I was driving around by myself, man, and I told myself, like, fuck, I love this girl. And I was like, oh, shit, did I just say that? See anybody <laughs> And then I was like, fuck, I fucking love her, man. I yeah. love her, man. And, and uh, I'm pretty sure I'm the one that told her first, right? And, um, and she's a pretty girl, man. Um, so, yeah. so... So you can imagine she had a lot of suitors, right? Like, right. like, like, I, I've come to understand that um, we as guys, right? We have to initiate activity with a girl, right? Um, well, not, some guys don't. Losers like me do, right? Some guys they got out of luck and they don't have to do anything, right? I, I've yeah. seen those guys. Yeah, I've seen the guy that pulls over, pulls up in his fucking Jeep Wrangler, and all the girls get all happy. Right. Oh yeah. my God, he's here, right? Yeah. Then, like if he's a fucking rock star, he's just some fucking. Dude, like with a, with a douchebag, truck. right? Yeah. And his daddy bought him his Wrangler, right? But the girls get all excited, right? Yeah. And that's cool. I'm not hating anymore because I understand we all have advantages and disadvantages, right? And yeah. It's cool. And um, and obviously my wife likes me for my reasons, right? Yeah. Um, but why I love her, um, when, I, when she came into my life, my life sort of went from black and white to color. That's a beautiful thing to say. And, and um, no bullshit, man. Like... Like, there would be pink in my house. And it's nice to look at pink, man. Yeah. It's nice to look at different colors. It's nice to be happy and to hang out with happy people and to experience all that shit, man. And, and that's what she brings into my life. She brings lightheartedness and beauty. Yeah. That would not be there otherwise. It's freaking awesome, man. Anyway. I like the way it is. And I know that you need to go talk to your wife. So. yeah. But have her listen. Uh, have her listen to the end of the podcast. <laughs> so, all right, all right, man. We're, we're have to get together and do this. I, I love talking to you. I always, I always say that um, we've only had two. Yeah, uh, and I'm serious about if you want to do something. I, I, I got news for you, man. We, 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 we will do something actually because uh, I, I almost brought my wife this time, uh-huh. uh huh, and she wants to come. Okay, cool. Um, she had the wrong impression of who you are in this situation. I, uh-huh. I don't know how I told her about you, but she thought that you were going to be um, like a married type with kids here already. And uh-huh. that we were going to come here and then your family is going to be here and she has to come and she has to be this like family person, which she's not. Oh, okay. and, and so she yeah. feels intimidated and then I told her of like your, like your religious background yeah. and she's she's afraid of religious people she's intimidated oh, yeah, et cetera yeah, yeah. et cetera et cetera um, but we're gonna coordinate something so we can do something man for cool, sure man. yeah alright yeah definitely alright yeah alright boss love you buddy hey thanks man hey bro